are live. Hey, Concrete. What's good? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, lady. What's going on? Oh, um, it's been a quite a weekend. How was, let's start off with you. How was your weekend? It was everything. I had a fantastic time. Um, okay. You know, me and Kerlin turns up, honey, but you know, it, it seems like we go up a, a notch every time. So it, it was okay. dope. It was really dope. I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. So a nice little vacay, nice little getaway. Yes, honey. Well, much needed, much, mm -hmm. much needed. So I definitely enjoyed that. What about you? How was your weekend? I had a pretty good weekend. Um, Friday, I did the um, panel with, um, Oh my gosh, I don't want to butcher her name. <laughs> Shalakemia. Shout um, out to her. Absolutely. It, you it, guys it, had a dope show. Yes, it was over the therapist who was fired. And um, we kind of broke down that whole discussion and kind of talked about um, just talked about black men's mental health and kind of broke apart um, the argument and how a lot of her pleas were gaslighting and just talked about everything from A to Z regarding that situation and made some comparisons because, you know, we talked about how, you know, Kevin Samuels and his passing and how women basically had zero empathy for him. However, black women came out in droves in support of this therapist and just drawing those comparisons. And it was just a really, really, really good, well-rounded discussion. And I enjoyed it. I was, I was just, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised with the other panel guests and the other points that were being made and, and it was just very enjoyable. Well, that is so dope to hear. I am so yeah. glad that you guys got a chance to collaborate. And also, um, shout out to Uncle Stu, who um, was also a part yes. of that collaboration. Uncle Stu was on there, too. And that made me, I'm not even going to lie, that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Because y'all already know, Danny is typically the one who makes her way through the space. And you know what I mean? Is typically the one that's frequenting other people's panels. And it just so happens that Shalakemia was, um, I was conversing with her on TikTok on, under someone else's post and we started talking back and forth and that's kind of how we became familiar with one another. So, um, but I really enjoyed it. So aside from that, I had a very dope weekend. It was one of my good friends, um, 40th birthday. So she had nice. a cookout at her house on Saturday and I hadn't seen her in a while. So I went over to her house, girl, they had me taking shots if you could believe it and it was what? girl like the peer pressure was so wait wait good. wait wait hold up i know no nah, child you ain't just Listen, that shots like seriously. shots <laughs> of what girl um it was that crown peach like is that what it's called you did it 
girl like listen she like oh my gosh it's my birthday you cannot not take a birthday shot with me and then one shot turned into two shot and shots and she like okay you gotta drink you can't be sitting up here the only one sober so then one a cup of wine turned into two cups of wine and i'm like okay that's it i'm not having anything else to drink and it was it was how the hell you become an alcoholic over the weekend and i wasn't a part of it it was literally like i lived luckily i was there for like three hours so nothing fazed me because i sat there for so long but it was such a fun time and just catching up it was a house full of folks and some of her friends that i knew and like um you know because uh when i used to work at state farm and just like it was it was a good time i had fun this weekend it was a real good time uh yeah i see you was over there getting drunk whatever (laughs) peer pressure they peer pressured me girl they really really did okay okay well i want to send a shout out to this messy oh, ass oh. b this fool stays messy but that's cool he what says stopping through props to concrete solo appearance the other day she mentioned she was one uh, half of a duo something Danny never says when she's <laughs> on other channels she only oh. represents herself oh. anyway just oh. an observation have a good show Go to hell, B. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You can always count on B to bring the mess. If you can't count on him for do to do nothing else, baby, you can count on him to bring the mess. Mm-hmm. I, I I know. Um, so I've changed your name. <laughs> Shout out to UFO Kamikaze. Her name is Wild Irish Rose tonight, baby. Oh, no, 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 not a thing on Wild Irish Rose. Like, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Like, I am not a drinker, especially brown liquor, but I was like, okay, make sure that it's something sweet. So, that, um, what did I say it is? Peach Crown is actually pretty smooth. Like, I was like, okay, what? that's that. It was pretty smooth. It wasn't oh, like shit, Hennessy. If you do that with Sam, like, I know you drinking some Hennessy no, with me. Hennessy tastes like penny water. Girl, like, you ain't had Hennessy in 30 years. It's prettier now. Don't even worry about the it. The last time I had it, I was probably about 19. Good. But it tasted like penny water then. Girl, and all sure you gotta do is like one shot. It's not gonna be oh a thing. God. Don't Goodness. even worry about it. Good night. No, I birthday. mean if you drink with them, I know you drink with me. For your I ain't birthday. Worry about it. For your birthday. Girl, yeah, my birthday like next week. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, um, but what, what's tea, girl? There's so much going on. I got so much to talk about. Oh, well, let me shout out to B again. He says, by the way, Concrete Wi-Fi did seem janky on that show. Oh Makes gosh. me wonder if she's getting her cuts of these Super Chats. Oh. Um, she's probably getting a bit more. You know Never mind. Oh, you know what? I, I just show up. Be so messy. I started off on my... um my iPad because y'all always talking about my sound messing up. So I came in on my iPad and then when I came in on my iPad, my connection was messed up. So I'm like, okay, forget it. I'm gonna have to just forego my sound. And I just went back to my laptop. So I exit out of my iPad and just, and my sound didn't, I didn't have any issues with my sound at all whatsoever. So I just stayed on my laptop and was like forget it because i had to you know i was it was on an on-camera interview so i was concerned about my sound and i tried to be on my ipad and i was like forget it i'm just gonna have to be on my laptop so i stayed on my laptop and things worked out i didn't have any issues with my sound or borging or anything like that so it was fine but yeah i enjoyed it it was dope so be just so damn messy. Like, is this what we got to deal with all night long? Lord have mercy. He making up for lost time. 
is. I figure if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, like in the world. Like you can make it anywhere dealing with these things. So yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I agree. I would agree with that. Yes, but let me shout out these folks in the chat. Hey, Black Wizard, um, Big Truck, what's up? Tamiko, hey girl. I I think, because you never know. Just you know, um, DJR, what's up? Hey, Eugene, um, Amethyst Stone, hey, um, UFO Kamikaze, who named concrete for the night. <laughs> Shout out to Madam Logic Bomb Dropper. Um, she's saying that she only drinks uh Patron on on rock on the rock. Oh, family. okay. I took a bottle. I took um Casamigos Reposado. I don't drink, but I know that that's a popular drink, so I just took that. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't typically drink. I'll say that. You sure know what the hell to do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Jerome's ratchet ass. Hey, Jerome. We just, you know, old lady ganging it up, honey. <laughs> old lady up, Jerome? OLG. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. C, what's up? Uh, Gaston, where you been? At Eisen. Man, Uh-oh. listen. Kid Clouds here, girl. You getting ready to get your ass taught oh, to honey, because you know how Between you Between him and B, Lord have mercy. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I don't. Georgia concrete and George drink at five o'clock. So you know what I drink? Shit. My protein shake that I got right here that I'm sipping on. That's about it. Like my that that's all the drinking I'm gonna do for 2022. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that? Whatever. Okay. Um, I, okay. I got a water and a protein shake. That's it. Oh, girl, you sound extra dedicated, girl. I'm, I'm such, listen, baby, I'm about to be so fine. I, I ain't playing with them. I ain't okay. playing with them. But uh, anyways, yes. let's get off into the tea, honey. What's it's, going on? It's so much. I don't even know where to start. So I guess we can start with, um, I saw something very interesting. Let's start with the video that you sent me the other day. So, um, you want to introduce the video that you sent me? I don't even remember what outlet you saw it on. What the was video, the video about, girl? You video that you sent me about the guy that was a member of the Alphabet community that was interested oh. in trying out being with a woman. And the women, the black women were in the comments clamoring at a chance at um, being his first. So it was a, uh, a member of the alphabet community who was saying he had never been with a woman and he didn't truly know if he really didn't like women because he had never even tried. And women, the, the desperation of it all, were in the comments Maybe. like, I, I don't do it. And I just could not wrap my head around that for the life of me. And coincidentally, the day that you sent me that, I, it was the same day as Messy C. You know who Messy C is, right? Yes. Messy C. It was his. Uh, it was the same day as his um, engagement part or his bridal shower. So on his bridal shower, like there was videos of him bending over. He had on a little tight skirt and he's a member of the, well, he's bi and he's the person who was uh, dating a woman. He's openly bi, was dating a woman. And then he left a woman for a man and kept the same wedding date. And my thing is with black women, I'm questioning, like, uh, are we getting to a point that we of desperation that we're willing to stoop so low as to sleep with men who are, openly by or even 
gay and you know we're so desperate that we're willing to sleep with them knowing that they really don't have an interest in women and i saw another similar story where a woman did something similar i think a man commented in the comments where he said a woman did the same thing because he was interested in seeing if he liked women and it resulted in him getting the woman pregnant like the thirst is just too much for me and i find it to be quite repulsive. I wanted to know what your thoughts are on that and if you as disgusted as I am because child. I was probably in more shock than anything but what really caught me off guard so when the guy described his experience um, he said he really experienced um, optimum pleasure and he was saying that the girl kind of grabbed him with her parts and he was just shocked and he kept saying like she clenched me y'all and i you know like i think he really enjoyed himself but i actually think i think i went to his TikTok and i actually think he did it again so <laughs> he said something took over him and that was the funniest thing to me um the women being as desperate as they were um didn't surprise me i have friends that are also um of the lgbtq mm -hmm. and they said that women have tried to um go along with them um you know it was one one of my our friends who said he had never seen a badge before and like a bunch of women pulled out their badges and showed him so like what possesses a woman though like what like sis <sighs> like what in your mind says oh i'll do it like i like i like that's what i'm trying to understand like i just can't fathom what girl about they said at least the gay men got some money and they can trade makeup and uh, you know i, I can't like wrap I my know, head child. around that and also i understand that sex is a procreative act so you are risking bringing forth life in addition like i'm sorry like i don't find i I don't find it attractive for a man who is interested in other men and engages in those types of acts with other men. That is, uh, you know, that's a turn off for me. So that alone wouldn't do it for me. But aside from that, like, like what is, what is it about you that wants to do like this whole science project experimentation thing? That that's that's exactly what it sounds like but you what i found interesting was that his biology took over but i think um women some women are obsessed with like turning men out or being yeah. okay. um the one to bring them back quote unquote you just but never you know. know what and you i didn't get from him that he was like enjoying it like that at the end of it he like i still don't like women i'm still gay i'm gonna stick with the team that i'm batting for but he and like i said i think he ended up going back okay to i didn't again. i didn't know i, I that. think that's what i listened to but um you know he was saying you know try something new he said the guys weren't acting right he and did say it's it, it snatched him or something that it, it, clinched. it clinched him yeah <laughs> It clenched I mean, me. I guess it's no difference than a Bucci cat, but like, oh my god, did you? I'm no, I'm just saying. No, I'm out. I, I mean, whatever. To each his song, I, I guess. I'm just you not say even... a Bucci cat, like, listen. <laughs> 
you know, do do whatever it is that you like. I'm just gonna leave it. A Bucci cat, bro. Where's what the hell is a Bucci cat? I mean, I've heard people use all kind of weird names for it, so you know. Bucci cat, honey. I'm done. Whatever. This is why we don't never stay on the green. This is why. All right, we can move on. I'm sorry. I don't don't know why I brought that up because yeah. And then you was excited to talk about it too. No, I was. I'm bothered by it because I don't understand what it is that is making women like. You know, I like what is. I don't understand like. I feel like we kind of going through some type of paradigm shift. Like I can't even we lie. Are. Like, like I mean, we got stud daddies. We got you know um, men. <laughs> don't even know why that made me laugh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I feel stud like daddies be like vilified stepfathers. Like, though, I, like I never. Th- like my, my grandma told me we was living in our last days and I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> like we're getting closer and closer. Like this is bothering me. And so yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. I needed to bring it to the altar. <laughs> I mean, honey, like them stud daddies really do be out here, honey. Listen. Like stud daddies really be like, I'm a man. Listen, like, like damn, sir. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, it was just something that I mean exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just one of those daddies. We're all stud daddies, and we (laughs) on to these cheating assholes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, y'all need y'all ass beat. Mm -hmm. So y'all stupid ass and sat around and took a survey, and have admitted to cheating, and so. What they figured out now is that women cheat more than men because you dumb assholes then got on there and then said something about uh cheating and stuff. And and the first thing I was like is what kind of what dumb asshole would sit there and tell the truth about that? Now every time you turn around and we trying to point the finger at the men, they're gonna be like, But y'all do it too, y'all do it too. That was like the last leg we had to stand on. And now y'all done messed that up. Who was responsible for that, Concrete? What did you think about that? I was like, wow. Um, okay, so I didn't read the whole article, but I am interested in knowing the details of the study. So I'm interested in find, you know, getting the details of the study because uh, sometimes those studies be misleading. And I, and what I mean by misleading is I'm gonna take it back to the dinner whore study. We know that that dinner horse study was what I would consider to be misleading. It was done at a very small private school, or I think it might have been two schools, very small private white schools. It was a small study mm-hmm. of like 1,200 people, and you know, it wasn't a very good sample size. So, some of these studies are oftentimes misleading. So, therefore, for me, it's important to know you know, where this information is coming from. Um, Well, the the link was from the New York Post and Mm -hmm. it didn't, it said that a researcher interviewed um, sex, uh, sex sociologists and sex researchers and anthropologists for her book. And um, is a lot of people saying that it, it, 
men cheating more than women is simply untrue. Um, they said that the female libido is um, drastically underestimated. They said women are likely to cheat out of boredom um, versus anything else. Um, they said that women get bored with the same sexual sameness. So if you mm. only got that one missionary position, you need to switch it up. That's that's what they said. And so, so I thought that was crazy. From your personal experience, let's just use nuanced experiences from, you know, the women we know. Do do you believe it? Do you believe that to be true? I don't believe it to be greater. I would say it would probably be more so equal, but generally um, most people don't advertise, especially women, um, that they cheat um, unless it's within your personal circle. And even in your personal circle, um, you know, unless you've had friendships for 20, 30 years, you're not going to just tell uh, you know, your regular associates that, you know, how you get down. So from my experience, I don't know a lot of women that's cheated, but I do know a couple. I do know a couple. Um, I will say that I do think that uh, the, I do think that society greatly underestimates the degree of uh, the number of women that cheat. I do agree that, you know, as a, as a, as a rule of thumb, women are often looked at as the more faithful partners. And I don't think that that is typically true. I think that it would be more um, equal, um, more, it's closer to equal than anything else. I will say that. I don't have any, <laughs> you know what? Why the hell I just noticed that you changed my name? <laughs> Girl, I'm so slow. Oh. Why did I just notice that? Oh my gosh. There you oh. go. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay, so um, I don't have any data to support my assertion, but I do believe that it's more close to even than anything else. I think that women are just as apt to cheat as men. And I do think that oftentimes if a woman does not feel fulfilled in a relationship, she is likely to step out. Yeah, I do believe that. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me try to see something. Is this showing on Naima's channel? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Uh -oh. Child, uh, well, shout out to Naima's people, honey. <laughs> I believe uh -oh. I, I believe I actually uh, hit the what you call it on her. So that is our bad for that. Yikes. Um. So yeah, honey, we all up on Naima's channel just doing content on her behalf. Y'all send some Naima some money. And you can't. Um. I can't stop it. I uh. I thought her thing was disabled, but I can't stop it during yeah the it, it's over with so i'll go back and delete it from our channel but okay um yeah sorry about that guys i i hit that i for whatever reason i, I didn't think i could hit it but i thought it was disabled but oh well okay. um but let's get off into okay the well topic. i did have something else i wanted to ask did you see the allegations against uh george foreman 
I saw something surrounding it. I didn't get a chance to read it, but tell mm -hmm. me about it, girl. So from what I saw, I believe that there's allegations that two women are stating that um, uh, when they were minors, they said um, while he was in his 20s. Now, he's currently 73. So we're mm. talking close to 50 or more years ago um, that these women were like around 15 and 16 years old. And they're alleging that like two years after meeting him, I think he knew or somehow had a relationship or friendship with their dad or both of their dads or one of their dad um, that um, he uh, assaulted them. And so now... Um, 50 years later, they're, they're, you know, coming out with these allegations and they're suing him. And, um, I wanted to know, I wanted to know your thoughts. Like I, I, they're, they're, I have so many. So you waited still all this time. Mm -hmm. You didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. He's 75, 95 years old and bam, Oh, he did this to me when I was 18, 17, mm -hmm. 20, well, however old they were. It just, it really starts when it's, when you wait that long and were these women ever paid off? Did they ever sign anything? Based off of the initial report that I read, I didn't see anything where they were paid or nor did I see anything that stating that they signed anything. Yeah, I I think that it really diminishes old um, um, victims. And I'm not going to say that they weren't real victims or anything, but the longer you wait, the less credible you look. And if you've ever received a payoff and you still come back um, and come forward, forward with that, you took the payoff in exchange for your, your story and your testimony, and you took it in exchange for your trauma. And so when you decide to take a payoff, you don't get to re and not to say that they took a payoff because we don't know, but yeah, it's just the fact that you wait 20, 30 years to come forward with allegations when, well, you know, some women say that, you know, women deal with trauma differently and, you know, you know, a sexual assault is a very hard thing to deal with. And, you know, sometimes it takes decades before you can really, come to terms with it and you know um sometimes this is going to sound horrible mm -hmm. horrible and i mean like fucking horrible so that's my disclaimer i think about all the traumas and shit that i've experienced as a child i think about everything that i've gone through as an adult um you're not going to be able to hold on to every fucked up thing that happens to you. You're not going to be able to hold on to it and move on and be healthy. If something happened to you 20 years ago, um, and not to say, you know, cause trauma does affect us differently, but it's like, I, you'll see women that will go on to, I'm not going to say all of them lived happy lives. Chani just get out of there, but it's like um if you say you took some money or 
this happened 20 years ago and this affected you different and this a lot of stuff to me it's like go to therapy get some help charge the person when you like I don't I don't I, I I can't say that I necessarily buy um all the the this happened to me 20 years ago and you know all of a sudden now I'm deciding to come forward with it no I don't want want to press any charges but I want to sue him like come on I, I, I it I, sounds I, horrible you know I, I am going to say you know I Y'all know how I had a, um, I had a, my stance was, um, I don't want to say, um, I had a stance that was, that differed from most people's as it related to the incident with Bill Cosby. Not that I felt as though he was innocent, but I felt as though he was wrongly imprisoned because um, they went back and used the deposition that was sealed. And I do not believe in the um, justice system using, um, I don't believe in the justice system skirting the law to um, jail people because if they do it to Bill Cosby, if they do it to someone who has the resources, they'll damn sure do it to someone who doesn't like a me or a you. Um, I am a big, huge proponent of if someone deserves to be imprisoned, if they deserve to be jailed, you know, use the law to get them the right way. So uh, I, I stood by that and I, you know, kind of um, was reading the pretty, I was following that, uh, the case pretty closely and reading some of the very intimate details of the case, of the deposition. And I was pretty abreast as to what was going on. So I was very adamant on my stance on that case. I am not of the mindset that this person did something wrong and even if you have to make up uh even if you have to make up a lie to jail them go ahead and do it because they did something wrong and so you know bend the law to get them i don't believe in that that that's just not how i operate because mm -hmm. they will do that to get one person they'll do it to get someone who is um um, who has not committed a crime. So, you know, that's just mentally how I operate. Nonetheless, I say all that to say, um, I feel as though something is off. Um, it, it, it is not sheer coincidence that we are now seeing tons of women in the same era that are coming out the woodworks from, you know, and that are, are, are you know, crying foul and many of these women they're they're not even seeking criminal charges they 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 are seeking to be compensated um you know in a civil court and i just i find that to be very interesting you know i wasn't there um I, but i find it to be pretty interesting um because I, it starts to look like a money ploy versus you actually being a real fucking victim. And when you have been violated in such a way, um, there's not an amount of money in the world that can compensate for you being violated in such a way. But 
um to me the waiting 20 years and then you're not even going after fucking 50, um, child. 50 years you waited yeah. a lifetime the fact that you were you're not going after criminal charges but you're going after them in civil um suits it 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 and it, it fucking kills me because women are the main ones. Oh, I love women. I stand with women. But you wouldn't prevent. You would sign your name on a dotted line to take a payoff in order to keep your mouth shut and keeping this fucking predator on the street versus actually pursuing criminal charges against that person. And not to say that that's an easy feat, but if this really happened to you and you saying, you know, a lot of women, oh, I love women. I really care about women. You know, the sisterhood, but then you're leaving this fucking predator out there to victimize other yeah, women. Exactly. Like, exactly. I, I, I can't. That's the part, like really and truly, I get it. But, you know, even with how you were traumatized, like think about the additional young girls that you are leaving at risk. In addition to that, if we are, you, if we're saying, uh, if a person committed a heinous crime against someone, they deserve to pay no matter how long ago it was. Like, what about all them MFs that have lynched black folks? What about Carolyn Bryant? Like, Let's not let's not allow her to live the rest of her days out in peace. Like it's too many. Like we get to pick and choose and say, oh, well, this person, because he is alleged to have harmed a woman, you know, we got to get him. But this person is alleged to have masterminded and or been the 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 um, proprietor or the the person responsible for the death of a young black boy because she lied and said he whistled at her or he touched her or looked at her wrong and as a result her family members went out and brutalized or you know brutally beat and 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 um killed this young boy um you know we, we we're gonna let and but she's already ill we're gonna allow her to live out the rest of her days yeah peacefully. like i don't like that uh like that's that because we're not in a real freaking justice system it's justice uh -huh. for some and in everybody else you get what you get um but they don't want to see that lady suffer and yeah. it's like it's almost like a it's a damn it's a slap in the face for sure um to mm -hmm. you know um the family and everything but yeah. it's america honey yeah it is. justice is yeah it's whatever they feel like it is for the day and that's just what it is but it is here girl i'm about to get upset okay <laughs> I think I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I have maybe one or two more. Well, I had a little video that I wanted to watch and I wanted us to break it down. Um, it'll take about the videos about five minutes. If I, I'm probably pay it, play it, pay, bleh, play it a bit faster. Um, so we can really check it out. Um, so get yours out and then I want to play this video. Relating to the topic. No. Oh, okay. 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 Um, did you see the comments that were made by Aries Spears in reference to Lizzo? I've been seeing all the hoopla around it, but I'm not interested in Aries Spears or Lizzo. And so <laughs> I saw it and I was, um, you know, I saw her do like an AMA speech 
Well, she mm-hmm. was talking about she was that bitch and she ain't worried about these hoes. Well, the reason that I bring it up is because I wanted to, I, I think that it's interesting because it's, it's something that I've seen with other people, um, other men. Um, so Aries Spears is a comedian for those who are not familiar. Um, I don't find him funny, but he's a comedian. And he was doing an interview. I don't even know who was doing the interview. Someone asked him a question. They asked him about Lizzo's music. And I felt like it was a bait question. They knew he would, you know, go on the attack regarding Lizzo. And he made a comment about Lizzo and talked about her needing to uh, keep her clothes on, says she looked like a bowl of mashed potatoes. And, you know, the problem was that, you know, Aries Spears, he said she got a cute face, but that she looked like a bowl of mashed potatoes. The problem came into play because Aries Spears, oh, okay, it was Vlad. Vlad always baiting somebody. Mm. Um, The problem is that Aries Spears is also overweight. And so, of course, you know, people like... the. But he got money, though. Uh, allegedly, you know, but um, he got money though. The problem came into play because people was like the hypocrisy. You shaped the same way, you know. You fat, you unattractive, yada yada yada. You know, um, there were uh, famous people also coming to Lizzo's defense, as well as you know everybody on the the the, the internet was like, "How dare you?" You know, yada yada yada. So my thing was that. I agree. I think that he was being hypocritical, but I have heard, and I, I, th- I mean, I think that I've even heard you say something similar. Um, that for men, it, it, you know, physical appearance is not as important. Like mm-hmm. how the, the man's appearance isn't as important as his um, financial status because you know he's a man. <laughs> Um, whereas for a woman, you know, her beauty, her physical appearance is weighted more because, you know, she's a woman. And so I wanted to know your thoughts on it. I wanted to know, you know, your thoughts on if in fact the, his physical appearance is weighted as uh, much as Lizzo's physical appearance especially because she is in the field of entertainment and if his comments were, um, you know, inappropriate and out of line. Um, I think his comments were definitely inappropriate and out of line simply because they're in the same industry. And when you're in the industry, it's already hard enough on you. Um, Aries hasn't had, um, I think I heard one or one to two good jokes, one to two. And you know, I remember like the, the joke he did about his friend um, coming home, like the white friend coming home to the black house. And I've heard the joke, you know, uh, made by several people. So it wasn't that great of a joke, but uh, you know, it was his thing. Other than that, I think the guy is totally irrelevant. You know, I think people will say whatever to make themselves relevant. Lizzo is quote unquote popping right now. Mm -hmm. And what better way to use her than to get on? Right. The problem is to me, though, is when you have big guys talking about big girls, like their appearance doesn't matter. 
because and I, I would say that their appearance doesn't matter if they make the money if you have enough money there's no such thing as an ugly billionaire it's not it's just not gonna happen it's not a thing mm -hmm. but if you're broken dusty as fuck and you actually have the audacity to be pointing your finger and looking down your nose on somebody then i think that's where we're fucking up at because physical appearance does matter to women as women have proved over and over and mm -hmm. over again mm -hmm. and men want to say they know something about females nature but then they don't know when it comes down to their own looks and their own appearances a lot of men don't get don't get it and you know of course oh she's fat she's fat she's fat well she can look at you and say well you're fat and you're broke and you're not you're not productive as a man and so it's a two-way street to me i agree with everything that you said um i think that physical appearance does matter um the thing is you know the comment the question that he was asked it had absolutely nothing to do with her physical appearance it was about her talent and albeit fat she is newly engaged to an attractive guy so um you know fat or not um you know she's paid as well in addition you know she is partnered with someone and at as long as he's satisfied, that's what should matter. Um, and I think that um, his comment was ignorant. I don't find him to be funny. Um, I doubt that he's paid. And I just think that it was in poor taste. So, yeah, yeah. I just think that he, you know, hurt people, guess, hurt people. Yeah, that's true. But, but I, I guess it did make him relevant. It gave him 15 minutes of fame that he didn't have prior to. So, yeah. There's yeah. That. Oh, okay. shut. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, you gonna go ahead. shut out to Uncle Stu. He says salute, salute, Uncle Stu in the building. If you guys aren't familiar with Uncle Stu, Uncle Stu is the old man on the block. Go and subscribe to his channel. Um, and thank you, Uncle Stu. We appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, Uncle Stu. I got one last thing, and we can get off into the video and then into our topic. Okay. Last thing. So Pete Davidson, um, I don't know if you saw the comment that Pete recently made in a Vogue interview where he was talking about there was a song that he said um, resonates with him. Um, I can't even remember who it's by, but he said, oh, by Noah Vea. It's called Anything For You. And in the song, it said the like one of the lines, it says F you. And he is talking about how, um, you know, he would do anything for you, like how, you know, he's fallen in love and he'll do anything for you. And he said that Kim Kardashian used him as a rebound after her divorce and how he was willing to do anything for her. And that's why he connected with the song so much. And he basically was saying f you to kim kardashian and i wanted to know your thoughts kim is the bitch we thought she was <laughs> i don't have anything right. like right. um if you're this dumb and and, and not to say uh, you know it's a difference when you're out in the public eye but 
you have a sex tape with Ray J of all fucking people. Ray J has got yeah. to be the corniest nigga alive. I swear. Mm -hmm. I can taste the popcorn from here. Um, you had Ray J. You had what's the basketball player dude? Chris Chris Humphreys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you was engaged to somebody else or married to somebody she married else. A you, was with yeah. you and your sisters have ran through Nick. Y'all, it's like they the niggas. They've been running trains and shit and um trading dudes back and forth and sleeping with their best friends men and mm -hmm. you chose to get with her though even after you heard all of this shit and it's not like kim's reputation hasn't preceded her so you knew what was up but you still chose to hop in the pool mm -hmm. oh well and, and, and it's like Ciao. I think oh, like no. <laughs> you know she's a 40 year old divorcee with four kids what did you think she was gonna do with you aside from play with you like you the one got caught up wanna run and get tattoos falling in love running riding around on golf courts with the kids on your lap playing stepdaddy falling in love like right. you was the goofy like uh, you know sending messages to Kanye tweeting Kanye with her in the bed with her and all type of foolishness Sex. like you got caught up like you the buster like ain't nobody feeling sorry for you You're and how much you want to bet that kanye can still go back and hit it i'm sure he can't listen i know kanye laughing his ass off. did he like, just say uh pete oh, uh, rest in peace skeet or some shit yes yes Child, he knew. Kim made him take it down because he was like laughing at him and they're talking about he had to check himself into some sort of um some sort of um, re not rehab, but some sort of treatment center or something like that. But like, he's the goofy. Everybody saw that, but you. Like, I mean, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, after a certain age, you don't get to. Um, yeah, you don't. You don't get to be silly about it anymore. You gotta own that. Take the L. Do mm -hmm. it. You try. Yeah, but that's it. That's all I had. Okay, well, hey, Naima, um, we're broadcasting on your channel as well, honey. <laughs> Sorry. Accidentally. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Um, well, I do have a video that I wanted to play and I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, this is a video off of Sheila True Love um and okay. it's called this is why i tell women to find a way to make your own money and mm. i was i was i was floored by the video low-key it pissed me off and i was like oh child we 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 going in we going down the wrong road okay. child. so um i want us to watch this video and uh let me see what it's looking like. And I want to do something different. There we go. What you think about that, Creep? You know that I can do that. Oh, I can't stand this lady. Baby, the bitch nuts. As hell. But um, anywho, let me set the speed up just a smidge. We'll do 1.25. Let's play. Let's watch these two videos together and then we'll talk about it at the end, okay? So you need to tell me. I just pulled a 13 hour shift. And I ain't got no food to come home to? Huh? Why well, didn't you get something on your way home? Why didn't you get something on your way home? Why didn't you get something on your way home? Look, I 
just pulled a 13-hour shift. You being my wife, I pay all the bills in here. All the bitches clean, your clothes clean. Wait, what? You, you, don't, you don't fix me no lunch for my, for, for my job. You eating? You work from home. Okay, I... I can't come home to a full cook meal. This is the that I had from last night. But I'm saying, I, I can't come home to a full cuss meal. What are we married for? What are we married for? I'm not your mama, I'm your wife. The dishes clean, your clothes clean, your clothes. You always got to clean clothes when you go to work, don't you? Can you stop recording me? I can't come home to a full cuss meal. Working all these long goddamn hours, I can't come home to a full cuss meal. Huh? I just knew I was gonna come home and have, have some food on the goddamn stove. Hmm. And now you playing, man. You playing. You, you playing. You okay, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Oh, okay. Can y'all see the full video? Y'all should be able to see it. Uh no. Uh we the top is cut off, but Okay. Well, that's pretty much um there's still some other things, but I wanna know what you thought about that so far um because i really had some commentary about it child what do you what are your thoughts thus far i mean i saw the video i i um i thought that they both seem uninterested in each other's needs and kind of disengage kind of like they checked out already that's what i would say okay okay um i'm gonna continue playing and then i'll give my commentary man what the hell we get married for you've been doing for like two or three months man what is it i can't get no food when i come to the house but i'm saying i, I can't come home to a right. cross mill what, what are we married for now again, I don't know him. I'm not diagnosing him with anything. I'm not a mental health care professional. But what I will say is my abusive ex used to talk to me the same way he's talking to her. And that was if I ever wasn't feeling well, if dinner was ever late and wasn't ready as soon as he walked through the door. So it wasn't that I didn't want to cook or that I wasn't. It's just it wasn't ready on his timeline or I wasn't allowed to not feel well. She has a work from home job and even if she didn't she would have a right to be tired and to have an off day and to not want to cook for a grown-ass man in my mind maybe somewhere in la la land a real man would come home and be like baby you cook something oh no okay well i'm gonna order us some chinese food what do you want or he would just fix himself a fucking sandwich and him constantly saying what This man didn't work 13 whole fucking hours. You don't have to pay any of the bills. You get to work from home. You work from home. Did he say she don't pay the bills? He says he pays all the bills. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, once she says she worked from home, I assume that she contributed to the bills, but okay, okay. When he said that he paid all the bills and he worked a 13 hour shift and he this did. man walked through the door and she is telling him he should have picked up some food on the way to the house mm -hmm. after taking care of taking care of your family and providing for your family. You tell this nigga you offer him a 
pizza that you didn't slobbered all over she, like a she, trifling she, whore she did. you offered him that little slice of pizza like here and it's interesting to me because you know i, I went in the comment section and all you had oh yeah girl he shouldn't tell he shouldn't want no damn home cooked meal when he didn't slaved out in the hot damn sun all day he worked 13 hours what's that my daddy used to work 24 hours a day and my mom ain't have to do nothing i'm trying to figure out where these raggedy ass bitches then came from and what the hell is so hard about because don't get me wrong I think certain aspects of that life of your life can be negotiated. I don't have to cook every day, but we've negotiated things to where, okay, I cook five times out the week. Um, on these days we do ABCD. But if a man didn't went to work for 13 whole hours, you think about um, 13 hours, your man went to work for 13 hours and he comes home you ain't even go and pick up you could have went and ordered some door or you could have door dashed it you could have um prepared something you could have went out and had something ready for him to come home to but it was to me she seems way more unappreciative than he sounded um I, and go ahead i personally feel like um I definitely feel like she, now she wasn't sitting at home all day. So I'm assuming she probably worked eight hours, but nonetheless, if he worked a 13 hour day, it, you could literally make a meal in 30 minutes. Like, let's not act like it takes a long, like tacos take 30 minutes, literally right. rice aroni and baked chicken. You running some chicken up in the oven, 30 minutes. Like it doesn't take a long time to cook a meal. So, uh, literally she could have cooked I, I feel like she checked out of the relationship because he says that this has been two three months that she's been doing this and, and i don't know excuse me if she's giving her attention to someone else but she literally has checked out of the relationship and that is quite apparent like she, she's no longer interested in you know tending to his needs and she like well i'm not your mama i i you know clean your clothes this that and the other but the man wants a hot meal and i think that that's not too much to ask and i do think that this chick which i expect her to do she's downplaying it oh any man would have been like like she deserves a you know a day off this isn't a day off he says that this has been ongoing for two three months that this is a pattern of behavior it doesn't take that long to run some up in the oven it doesn't take that long to you know um quick fix something put something in the crock pot while you're working literally five minutes you can put some chicken and season it up in the crock pot and put on some rice and you know what i mean Facts. chicken and rice while he done you know put a can of stream beans like literally it don't take that long like it's not a lot of effort it she really doesn't want to she doesn't want to put forth the effort nope she what does I not want to want to put forth the effort but then yeah. you have this dizzy goofy ass Broad. which i expect um, this lady is miserable she admits on her channel be. she was in a she said she was in a relationship with a narcissist which she stayed in for like over 10 years and she says he was abusive but you gave him multiple children you stayed in that relationship and now every man is a piece of crap to you like no nah, yeah. that was the man that you stayed with and literally she paints every black man with a broad stroke brush and all of them are her ex to her like literally all of them 
which is absolutely crazy. Um, when they talk about the therapy situation, they should have mentioned about, um, don't get me wrong, I still think black women do go to therapy more than black men, but that's another topic for another day. Um, but she seriously needs therapy. I was sitting here listening and I like, like my nose was starting to flare up because I'm like, how fucking ridiculous do you sound when you're sitting here tell you, you could have stopped and got you something to eat. Um, a real man would have, um, said, oh, okay, babe, I'll just get some Chinese food. No, she After sounded stupid with that. Now, she sounded thing, dumb as hell. Yeah, like, I, I agree. You don't like. You know, I, I know that I cook for my husband far more than most women do. And it's really just us two here. Like, literally, I know that I cook for him far more. And he tells me, sit down. You don't have to cook. You don't, have, you know, like I, I do too much. But literally, I do understand that, you know, it could be that time of the, she's not even saying that. She's literally, she, this woman is creating excuses for this woman that this woman didn't even give. She's literally <laughs> so saying, true. I ain't your mama. I don't like, she basically saying, I don't feel like it. I didn't want to cook, but this lady is creating excuses for her. Like, yeah. man, that lady ain't say none of that. Girl, but it just went, it, it still kind of uh, through like, you know, this is just fucking trifling. Mm -hmm. And then you would get mad if a bitch at work was bringing his ass some lunch. You have all kinds of shit to say about that. Sure, yes. If the side chick decided she was um trying to bring some lunch. I felt like that was so disrespectful for her to try to get that man to have eaten pizza. She was being so happy. I was like, oh. I probably would have slapped that shit out of her. I would have. <laughs> she was like, that was just so dis. She was being so disrespectful. Yeah, but then I noticed that the woman said nothing of that disrespect. No, you, you she see what I'm saying? Let me read these super chats. Shout out to Dane C. Hey, Dane. He says, Sis G Concrete. Hey, hey. And the Aries Spears That's Lizzo good, situation, man. the real person to blame is the interviewer. He knew how Aries would respond. He's a comedian. Um, concrete. Yeah, Concrete called that out. Concrete definitely called that out. Um, thank you. Shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, this man should sing to her. Bow to me, bow to me, kneel for me, kneel for me, kiss the ring, kiss the ring. Bow to me, bow to me, <laughs> kneel to me, kneel for me. Oh. Pay, to, pay homage to the man in your life? Okay. Damn, what song is that? I need to be singing this. <laughs> yeah. She gonna sing that to bro Curlin tonight. Baby, I'm gonna have Curlin sing it to me. I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I told you, I'm the simp in our relationship. I, don't, I ain't even tripping. Oh. Yeah, girl, I ain't tripping. Uh, shout out to Migs, how universe, it's about time your ass showed up. He says, you could have ordered food. He was or mad at us for, for that last, uh, you know, he was mad at us for that last show, baby. He was, uh, you know, he was pissed for it. He had to show out for a couple shows. He ain't got to show out. We were just playing. We were just playing. We don't want no problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. He said you could have ordered food or used one of those ninja, ninja foodie contraptions that cooks food in 10 minutes or less. <laughs> what a lousy bee. Get your passports, fellas. He always you ain't even got to do your, you ain't got to get your passports if you can go down south. Listen. Down south go get, is. Go get you a Brenda, fellas. Listen, uh, Mississippi is the Columbia of America. Oh, they uh, said that's a rap song that uh, Kevin Samuels played. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I have okay. to hear it, child. I never I heard that one. 
I me either, honey. Ooh, I didn't know he was going in like like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I I'm just like, damn. So yeah, uh, uh, Mary Jean would have had the damn food together too. That's what I'm saying. Like you ain't gotta go to Columbia to get a good woman. Go go to Mississippi. Go to Alabama. Go go off into them countries. You know, you ain't gotta go out the country to get a good woman. You can get a good woman right here in these United States. She's just gonna be a little fat. That's it. Y'all <laughs> fat too though. Shit. They gonna have some robes. Listen, pull up them ram rolls and get you some ass and some um good loving at night and, and be oh, under somebody you can snuggle with. That, mm. That'll let you be the little spoon. You'll enjoy that. That's oh, all. Man. Baby, y'all ain't getting nothing. You know, something is better than nothing, but mm. that's just me. That's all well, I'm saying. I don't want to listen to no more of her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't need to hear her. Uh, she she is cringe, child. Uh, uh, uh. We can move on into the actual topic. Oh, child. Uh, oh my gosh. I don't know if they really ready for this. Um, uh-oh. Um, I don't know if they really ready for this, but let's go ahead and move on into the actual topic of the evening. A well, new generation of misogynists. How red pill has infiltrated our school system. Mm. Let's talk about it. Um, so for those who don't know, the red pill ideology is infiltrating our school system. It is affecting the minds of our children. It's impacting our young boys and, um, it is turning our babies into misogynists. You going to play a video first? No, you know, it's the article. Oh, okay. 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 You want to start off with um, reading of the article. Okay. So um, we actually were made aware of an article in reference to uh, teachers listening to uh, a misogynist who touts manosphere talking points. And I don't even know what to make of this. I don't know how to feel about this. Um, I'm I'm kind of still at a loss for words. Um, aside from this, we know in just through through their own um, social interactions with other children that children are discussing red pill ideology on just a base level. But to me, this is taking it to a whole nother level. So, um, Danny, what you want to add before we go ahead and read the article? You want to just go ahead and start reading? Well, I wanted to highlight something that I did today um, with Solomon. So I sat Solomon down for a minute and I asked him what he thought men should do in the household versus what women should do in the household. Now, keep in mind, my son is 10 years old. But I asked him, I said, so what do you think a man's role should be? And he said, uh, pay bills, support the household, work hard, be fair, um, maintain the household budget, defend the family, mm. and be a good family man. I was like, okay, okay, I see you. I see you. I see you. Well, solo. I said, what should women do? 
and the house. Um, he said women should nurture the kids, teach them um, daily lessons, give them advice, um, be second in charge under the man, be understanding, um, talk to, uh, he said, talk to them about their traumas. You know, I was like, oh, he be listening to me. <laughs> And um, then he said um, they should be able to stand up for themselves and be able to take care of themselves if they don't have a man. I said, well, who should cook and clean? Mm -hmm. He said both. I was like, both the women and a man? I was like, what if the man, um, what if the man is the only one with a job? And he said, well, the woman should take care of the house. And I was like, okay. All right. It sounds good. And I was like, do you think the woman should uh, pay bills? And he was like, well, if she working, yes, yeah, she should pay bills. I mean, she shouldn't be oh. able to live for free. And I, I, I was like, it was very interesting to me. So um, that that was Solomon's point of view. And I thought that that was interesting. But I think for the m most part, our roles here are pretty much defined. Um, I'm second in command in the house, but Kerlin is ultimately in charge of our, our household. And yeah, I thought his answers were very interesting and cute. Um, yeah, and I think Solomon is a bit on the chauvinistic side, just a smidge. I was going to ask you, do you think that he's a misogynist? Um, I don't think he's a misogynist at all. But you I think, think he's chauvinistic? Yeah, I think he is a bit chauvinistic um, because he's a boy and he's being uh, taught a certain way. So, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he definitely um, is being raised to be a bit chauvinistic because... What about Lil Mamas? Do you think she's a traditionalist? I think she'll absolutely be a traditionalist. Absolutely. Um, I think her father is her greatest influence mm -hmm. and how her father um, likes to do so, do stuff. Yeah, um, her father's pretty tradi traditional as a man and she'll know from the ground up what's to be expected um, from a healthy relationship because she's getting a chance to witness one. So I think uh, she'll be very tradi traditional. Okay. I don't think she's going to take a whole lot of shit, though. I, I just don't. I don't see it. Um, she's very good at setting her boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, she don't really play. And, you know, I, I like. Yeah, girl, I, 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 don't, I don't have any worries with them. Um, okay. Yeah. But I thought it was uh, I thought it was very interesting. Like he he had a lot. I was kind of impressed with his answers. I was like, OK, so you 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 get it and you're watching and learning so i thought it was interesting but okay um yeah what are your thoughts um i am not really surprised i think that you know and i don't know like you know if it's just completely you know i guess you could tell me if you think it's partially nature and nurture because I know that you also talk about like, you know, putting him up on game and kind of like, you know, not in the sense like you talk to him about like, um, you know, the art of war and different kind of like 
red pill philosophies, so to speak. So what do you think? Do you think it's nature, partly nature and nurture? Like it's also kind of innate because of who he is? Or do you think it's really nurture that you've nurtured and fostered this, these ideologies in him? I think it's more so of a nurture, um, mm -hmm. considering environments mm -hmm. and the things that we talk about. Um, I want to be a, a bigger influence than um, people in his class, but you know, you know how kids are. Um, so I believe in talking to kids straight. I don't sugarcoat a lot of things for him because I think the world is a very, very messed up place. And I want him to be equipped when he, when he leaves, I want him to have um, everything that he needs to survive as a man and to be a man. So I think our parenting styles are probably like complete opposites. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I am the parent that is like, um, like fairy tale parent, like um, just sugarcoat, um, like really, you know, yeah, oh yeah, like which like my kids told my kids, you know, there was Santa and Easter Bunny until like they were like 15 and they knew, but I would still be like, no, that's the Easter Bunny, and like, oh yeah, very much so. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, I think, I don't think it's, uh, crazy to do that. But now I tried it and everybody else is like, hell no. His dad is such a hater, yo. He was mm -hmm. like, hell no. Ain't no such thing in no damn Easter Bunny. Ain't no such thing in no damn Santa Claus. I bought but this I shit. We bought right, Because it, so. you gotta be different with boys too, though. Like, and like, I have girls. So I think that it is different. Like, I think that if I had a son, like, you know, a biological son, I would probably parent him differently. I think girls are princesses to me. So yeah. yeah and I, but, I and that's one. the thing. I, I do think that girls are totally different. Yeah. How I handle him isn't the same way that I handle my daughter. Um, I'm not gonna say that I'm rough on either one of them, but I'm more, it's less sugar Cody because he is a, a, at 10 years of age versus yeah. with my daughter. My daughter. Six. And you do have to prepare always. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, so he gets a bit more straightforward conversation for my daughter for now. Um, and she's, she's mature for her age, but you know, a certain concepts and shit that she hadn't grasped yet that mm -hmm. I want to just, you know, be gentle. Um, a bit sure. more gentle with her um, so she can, you know, really grasp and understand and carry the high self-esteem that she needs to have to, to go along with it. Um, with him, he definitely has high self-esteem, um, but just trying to make sure he has a solid foundation because, you know, as a mom, you worry about your kids. I especially worry about my son um, with him being a, a black little boy. So shout out to uncle Stu. oh man on the block uncle Stu. um we we might yeah. we hadn't gotten through everything yeah yeah we hadn't gotten into everything but we 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 might it depends on how long it takes us to get off through this because i don't think me me or or home girl somebody ass had a good weekend i don't think she gonna want to be on here all night Jess. whatever um, but um 
Yeah, so the article. I want to get off into this article and um, talk about it for a little bit. Okay, so it's teachers urged to listen for manosphere talk in school corridors amid misogynistic social media trends. Um, charities have voiced concern after misogynistic and homophobic content creator Andrew Tate blew up on social media over the summer holidays. Um, teachers are being urged to listen to what children are talk about talking about in school corridors and beware of such terms of terms such as manosphere to counter sexist social media trends which pupils may have been exposed to over the summer holidays school professionals and child safety charities have voiced concerns as videos of misogynistic content creator andrew tate have been viewed by millions of social media users over the six-week break the former professional kickboxer and Big Brother contestant has become a major internet celebrity in 2022 with Andrew Tate hashtag gaining over 12.7 billion views on TikTok. Um, last week, Tate was banned from Facebook and Instagram for violating parent media metas policy on dangerous organizations and individuals. He does not have a TikTok himself, but from his various fan accounts, on the app have hundreds of thousands of followers in one video in which he was interviewed by another youtuber he said he was absolutely a misogynist adding i'm a realist and when you are a realist you're sexist there's no way you can be rooted in reality and not be sexist in the same video he called women intrinsically lazy and said there's no such thing as an independent female the National, the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children has called for teachers to ensure pupils feel comfortable and confident sharing concerns about the online world, but said responsibility also lies with the government in delivering, on, delivering the online safety bill in full without delay internet safety charity childnet advised young people to critically assess all the information they see online even if it comes from a verified account with lots of followers um i'm almost done y'all this comes as Ofcom data revealed last week that showed Brighton's age 15 to 24 spend an average of 57 minutes a day watching TikTok, which is more time than they spend watching all traditional TV broadcasts. Andrew Tate is a well-known name on social media, but many people from older generations who spend less time on such platforms may not have heard of him. Tate is a high-profiled high example of a new wave of alpha male influencers who have emerged out of the margins of anti-women, anti-feminist community on the internet known as the Manosphere. He refers to women as the property of men. He thinks um, grape should bear responsibility 
and described how he would violently violently assault a woman who accused him of cheating. UK charity Hope Not Hate recently launched a campaign calling for social media platforms to remove Tate's content, um, saying it attempts to normalize extreme misogyny and conspiracy theory. Damn the salt. Ooh, child's the long ass article. What you think so far, honey? So, um, I mean, I guess for me, I guess, you know, my my, um, first thought is that, you know, when we talk about like Andrew Tate and for me, let me let me just say this, because I don't have like elementary school or I don't have school age children, um, I don't have any like immediate concerns, but um, uh, for me, I think that it's a good thing that teachers are being made aware of some of these issues so that they can be made, you know, they can be abreast of some of these conversations and some of these things to be um, alert of, you know, so they could just be paying attention. You know what I mean? if I had school age children, I would want teachers to be aware and be paying attention while my child is in school. But I also think that it is as important for parents while the children are at home to be paying attention, because I think that a lot of these online forums are going to be the biggest places where these conversations are have, uh, taking place and where these children are socializing with other children and where these red pill ideologies are being shared. Um, in my opinion, these online forums are typically where children feel like they have more um, more privacy. And so they're more likely to have more private conversations and um, they're more likely to speak freely. Um, what, what do you think? I think I agree with everything that you said. Um, I do think that teachers need to be aware. But after I read the article, um, there are some things that I wanted to cover. Um, So I'm going to get back into the article. Shout out to Big Truck real quick. Um, He said he's more likely to be influenced by Fresh and Fit. Um, Thank you so much for the 304, uh, Big Truck. We appreciate you. (laughs) Let me say this real quick, because I do see a lot of the men I've seen kick clouds. I've seen Shaka make points and they want to say, oh, it's all about boys and and men and it's, you know, never any concern about feminists. Should there be any concern about girls being impacted by feminist talking points because to be completely honest if you think about it feminist talking points feminist agenda is even in the 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 um um within the text within their their um within their actual criteria that that um they're pushing in the school so there's no real concern about feminist agenda being pushed on young girls there is an actual agenda there is an actual um desire to condition young girls to be more feminist minded exactly exactly is, is there a um is there a is there a misalignment with that? I absolutely think there is, um, because 
everybody is telling your daughter to be the baddest bitch she can be mm. they're telling her to have um intercourse with whoever however she wants to they're telling her she can be anybody she wants to be if she wants to work construction she can do construction mm -hmm. if she wants to be a scientist she can be a scientist um as long as she's not a mother sitting at home raising some dusty niggas kids she's gonna be um queen of the world and yeah. i think that they're actually leading girls and boys down the wrong way um to a certain degree um after the article, I do want to highlight um, some advantages and disadvantages of um, red pill being in schools. I, so. I definitely want to do that as well, because I do. I would like to just say really quickly that um, I from I remember being in school and, you know, they push the, the, the Susan B. Anthony's, the Margaret's, Margaret Sanger's, and they, right. they make them out to be these heroines that you should aspire to be like. So I Even definitely though Margaret wanted Sanger wanted the genocide of our people. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah. definitely I'll yeah. let finish reading and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, let me get back into it. Okay. Hope Not Hate plans to approach schools before they can go back in September so teachers are informed about Tate's politics. While Hope Not Hate are calling on tech platforms to do the right thing, it's essential that teachers and parents are aware of how dangerous Tate's content is and are able to recognize the signs of hate, um, said Nick Lau's, um head of Hope Not Hate. They should be on the lookout for talk of the manosphere, red pills, and so-called men's, right, men's rights activists. That sentence floored me because you're minimizing men's actual rights by saying so-called, you're actually saying that men have everything that they need and that this current system works for everybody. And that's not true. Um, so I was kind of floored by that. Um, it says Tate has been blamed for the rise in sexual incidents against female students in Australia as several schools in Melbourne reported receiving complaints from girls accusing a group of teenage boys of sexualizing them online. <sighs> that could have something to do with him, could not have something to do with it with him um, because children are being sexualized. Excuse me. Um, people are being sexualized online, period. That's just what what online has turned into. Um, so I, I I don't just blame him for that. Um, John Mulhall, director of research of at Hope Not Hate, said teachers in the UK will have a rude awakening in September, as most have not spent the summer on TikTok, so they are blissfully unaware of Tate's rise to fame. In the first instance, teachers need to be aware of who this guy is and why he's dangerous so they're in the position to challenge constructively, um, Muhal, Mr. Muhal told I. Secondary school English teacher Christy Pohl, 34, from Leicestershire, is calling for school staff to listen out for potentially problematic discussions that go on outside of lesson time and in to engage students in non-confrontation conversations 
about what they see online. The single best thing that I think both teachers and parents can do is be aware and listen to what's going on, she told I. We have to work together to help them navigate social media because it is never ending, she said, explaining that children can no longer switch off from school when they get home because they're constantly interacting with social media. She said there needs to be a collaborative process where parents and teachers should work together to stay informed about what is happening online. The dialogue between schools and parents means that together we can safeguard our children in school. It's not one of the other's responsibility. We're all responsible for making sure the children are safe. Um, she said that speaking to children about difficult topics is the most important thing as they often will they'll listen. Um, they'll, they will trust us, she said, which is why I think it's important to be aware of people like Andrew Tate and what students may have been exposed to so we can have those conversations. Um, it's a little bit more. She says other worrying trends have circulated on social media in recent weeks, such as mouth taping, which involves taping your lips shut at night to promote nasal breathing during sleep. The trend has circulated on TikTok with videos claiming mouth taping can help people sleep better and prevent bad breath. However, there is little research on the benefits and doctors have been quick to dismiss. Um... Okay, it doesn't say anything about that. Yeah, that that's basically watch your kids what they doing online. They don't go any, into any more detail about um Andrew Tate or misogyny online. So, we'll stop there. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, so I think that um First off, I think that I it's kind of concerning to me that I'm not, I don't, I'm a little hesitant to say this, you know, but uh, I foresee them trying to do this thing where they are going to try to associate boys sexualizing girls with um, the manosphere. And um, I find that to be concerning, but I, um, for some reason, think that they're going to do that. I also found it to be very, very troubling that they told our warning teachers to be on the lookout for um, you know, boys in, talking about things like, you know, being linked, you know, words or being things being associated with men's rights. Um, that should be a positive. Um, mm -hmm. Boys discussing, you know, men's rights. Men's rights is, I, I can assure you that it would not be a trigger if young girls were talking about women's rights. If young right. school-age girls were talking about women's rights, a teacher would not at all be alarmed. That would be a positive thing. That would be something that would be applauded. And the same thing should happen if young, young boys are talking about men's rights. I'm going to tell you what should happen. Um, there should be a some sort of um, 
some sort of legal ramifications that's going to happen with these schools because what they're doing is they're going to isolate the boys and make it to where the boys are being they're making it punitive for the boys to do something that the girls can do and that is completely unfair um i think that you know it's one thing for them to be aware and to be alert of something that could potentially be troubling but what they're doing is they're going to be so hyper vigilant about things that are not uh, concerning that Mm -hmm. they're going to cause something that could potentially backfire on the school system and it could cause some sort of legal ramification and or um, it's gonna I don't see it ending in you know a positive way for the school system Um, I'm a little bit concerned because I think that, first of all, when we look at how mainstream society has reacted to manosphere talking points as a whole, um, we know that that's going to be magnified if they think that young boys are talking about it. Young boys will be punished. It's going to be a very punitive thing. Oh, you don't do that, little Johnny. You you know, they will be punished um, and they'll be probably punished severely. It's going to be like they're doing something very bad and that's going to be, they're going to be shamed. It's going to be like they're doing something shameful when it could be genuine curiosity. It could be Um, something that would warrant a discussion, not necessarily punishing. So um, I'm a little concerned. Um, I think your concern is, is be concerned. I think you're absolutely right to be concerned. Um, Your freedoms of a thought process is actually being limited. You are not allowed to have public bad thoughts about anybody or anything, um, especially as it pertains to women. Um, Women can push all types of um, misandrist uh, talking points, feminist talking points, nobody bets an eye. It's encouraged, it's, uh, um, they sing high praises to you when you do it. But as soon as men talk about um, things that are going on with them and their serious situations that happen with men and boys, um, now everybody wants the man to shut up. We don't want to hear you talk about it. And then we wonder why men won't talk to us about certain things. You're already shutting them down before they can even get started. Um, And so then what also bothers me is so let's just say that you have a certain type of household let's say we're raising our children in a quote-unquote red pill household but you as a teacher have a different ideology or different ideologies are being taught Mm -hmm. at the school um they would actually sit at their school and tell your child that the ideology that you're teaching your children in your house where you paid bills at where you're raising your children they will tell your child that your ideology is wrong and that your child should listen to what they that have going on. that's concerning scary you're as right. hell you're so right you're right so oh you're right yeah it, it, it it's crazy when you think about it when you think about how you raise your children, so let's just talk about like boy, little like a little your your daughter, some somebody's little girl hitting your son, and you tell your son to hit the girl back 
um, so she won't continue to beat up on you or whatever. And then you'll have a woman say, well, you know, I don't think little boys should ever hit on little girls. And, you know, a real man wouldn't hit on little girls and you're supposed to be a real man. And so, like I said, they get to push their thought processes, um, their teachings, their ideologies off to your children. And there's not even anything that you can do about it. Anything that they want to introduce to your children, they can do it at school. And there's not a damn thing you can say unless you're really an active parent and involved. And I think we have to stay on top of that because that's exactly what's happening. Um, I'm going to read the super chats and then I want us to get off into the positive. The uh, uh, yeah, I want to highlight one thing before we do that too. Um, okay. before we get off into the positive, go ahead, you can read the super chats and then um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, Parents primarily should talk to their children about using their common sense when listening to social media. Um, thank you so much, Eugene. I, I called him Andrew, I'm sorry about that, Eugene. <laughs> um, shout out to Uncle Stu again, thank you so much, Uncle Stu. He says, This is why I will not let my grandson in the school system today. My grandson is a man, not a binary person. They tried to make him binary at birth. He was three weeks old. Wow. Go figure. Wow. You know, I think that that's concerning, Uncle Sue. And I, I can't even lie. I feel like um, the system that like being a part of the current system that that is in place is becoming more and more concerning for me, the public school system, the 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 government um for you know for that matter um you know because it's going to become you know they're going to get to a point where they don't select a birth at your child's birth that they, they won't select a sex a gender at your child's birth um you know um the the public school system in and of itself and you know them kind of pushing and forcing some of these ideologies on your child and you know some of the things that they're introducing in sex education like um if um if I had school-aged children or children entering into the school system, I certainly would choose to homeschool at this point because um, they are, uh, freedom is, is an illusion. Um, they are conditioning our children and pushing agendas on our children. And you were so right when you talked about and highlighted. It's one thing, I, I get it. I prefer you to you know, lay out and outline the the facts. You can lay out and outline the facts. I don't want you um, pushing your moral compass or pushing mm -hmm. your values on my child. But, and I don't want you, you know, it's not your job to, um, it's not your job to, to, to basically, I guess to to um, guide my child into misandry, or if I am, if I if I'm a if I'm a misandrist, and you know that's the way that I run my household to undo anything that I'm doing in my home, uh, or if I'm a misogynist, you know, to to undo anything that I'm doing in my home, or to guide my child in any direction. Um, however, um, you know, th their focus is on misogyny, but there is absolutely no talk of ensuring that, you know, misandry, that young girls aren't impacted by misandry. And I think that that is mm -hmm. where 
you know, the, the hypocrisy comes into place. And that is what I find to be problematic. So you hit the nail on the head when you when you highlighted that. But yeah, we could we can talk about the positives too. So what do you think a positive uh, or an advantage of your child learning red pill? Um, what do you think an advantage would be? Um, Did you go mute? For oh, me? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because you know, like I'm not red pill, so it's not really. Um, oh, like an advantage, disadvantage type of thing. Okay. Yeah. So for me, um, for me, <laughs> I would have to say, when I think of red pill, um, I'm going to take it from like, you know, a conscious standpoint. When I, an advantage of my child learning the true nature of things, and to me, the true nature of things, I tie that into consciousness. That's consciousness to me, the true nature of all things. I'm not talking about relationships because consciousness is the true nature and true understanding of all things and how they interact with each other. And that is their relationship to one another. And that is all things in the entire universe. Um, so I think that the advantage of that is they learn their role in this universe and learn, you know, how, um, how their, um, role in relation to, you know, everything in the world. So that would be the benefit for me, um, uh, my child learning the true nature of all things. Um, but like I said, I don't subscribe to red pill ideology because to me the focus in red pill ideology seems to be relationships with men and women and i'm more of a conscious person um just as a whole okay um shout out to little meat he says i'm new here did y'all do y'all ever cam up um we have cammed up before okay occasionally um don't listen to big truck big truck is just old hater He's yeah still big truck is and he, he that's what i had highlighted his comment earlier first of all big truck um big truck is always so negative the thing is like don't listen to people like big truck as black people it's important y'all should consider homeschooling your own children because it's important that we learn that we teach our children the true nature of things we teach our children their true history and that our history did not start start with slavery and that, um, you know, we are not allowing um, history to be um, governed by the system of white supremacy and the um, the, the, the school system in this country. But if you don't have the patience to teach your, your own children, there are a myriad of programs that you can enroll your children in where there are um, cert certified teachers that can teach your children. There are other moms that homeschool that you can teach for one day. Those moms will teach another day. You teach an hour. Those moms will teach an hour. There are so, the, the possibilities are endless for homeschooling. It's not like the old school days where you're the sole person and sole um, independent teacher that your children have to rely on. There are so many homeschooling programs that are out there. And all, all you have to do is actually go to your county's um, website and you can find all the resources that you desire. So don't listen to Big Truck. That part. Um, but what yeah. do you what, what would be the benefit for you and your child being red pill? 
I think um, one of the things that I think it would teach your children is, especially your sons, is how to prioritize themselves. Um, I think society pushes, you know, women first. Oh, you got to make sure the woman is straight. Oh, you got to make sure. And with the way that we're raising these strong, independent, I don't need no man. All they could do is pay my bills and come fuck when I want to. I'm teaching my child how to prioritize himself. I think that's a huge advantage um, when you have boys and you're trying to teach self-esteem. So to me, that was one of the highlights. Another thing that I thought about um, was teaching, when you teach children and people the true nature of humans, then you're not having boys pedestalize women in the sense that girls are sugar and spice and everything nice or being led down this road to where they think that that's the only aspect of a woman that she's sugar and spice and everything nice or that she isn't dangerous or that she won't ever hurt you. Um, when you're telling people about the true nature of people and you talk about women and you talk about women's nature, um, I think that uh, actually gives your child an advantage because your child isn't snowed under thinking that, oh, you know, um, everybody's just so good. You know, all the girls are pretty and they don't ever cheat. They won't ever hurt you. I think when you're honest about people, um, I think, and you're more realistic in that approach, I think that just creates a better environment because there's not such an expectation for the girl to be perfect, but you will have a broader gauge to look at as opposed to thinking she's perfect. You'll have a broader scope to look at um, to kind of say, okay, she's good here. Yeah, this aspect of her I don't fuck with. Yeah, I like her in this aspect. Overall, I like her. Overall, I don't like her. And so I, I think it just kind of widens it up a little bit. Um, what about a, you? I think that's a great point. I think to be completely honest, even when we talked about um, the school system and how, you know, them focusing on misogyny and listening out for, you know, talking points that would lend to misogynoir and not um, listening for things that would be akin to misandry. I think the the way that they could benefit children is to better socialize them to understand one another. And what I mean by that is that um, stop pushing forth this narrative of idealism regarding one another. This princess and 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 I and I did this as a mother, but I was a very young mother, and you know it, it was done to me. Um, and so, but stop. Push, pushing forward this um, idyllic view of what, you know, relationships are and queen and king and perfection. And, you know what I mean? Like, there, you know, like this is, you know, um, I, I think that we, we set children up for failure by um, doing that. And even, and I, you know, have to even um, hold myself accountable in that regard because um, when you do that you are setting these unrealistic expectations for your child and for you know your child's partner that they will never live up to and it really does um 
impact them in regards to relationships. Um, but I do have a question for you. So when you say to, when you say that you kind of, um, you know, set your child up, like when you talk about the benefit or the positive of red pill and the way of you kind of set your son up to put himself first. So how do you do that with your daughter? Like, do you set your daughter up then to put the man first or to put herself first too? Um, I will raise her up depending on her household. Mm -hmm. Um, because it doesn't, ne you never know as far as the marriage thing or, or what's going to happen down that line. I want her to absolutely know how to treat a man. You know how to serve. You, um, know how to be submissive. You know, when to shut the fuck up, you know how to go get somewhere and sit your ass down. You know how to have a meal ready when he comes home from a 13 hour day, you know how to bring him a cold beer, but at the same time, I'm not going to set you up to sit around and be abused and having him calling you all kind of bitches and hoes and telling you you ain't shit. I would not train my daughter to be in a in a in an abusive situation, oh, yeah. but to make sure that her relationships are reciprocal. Um, what makes me comfortable in being the simp in my relationship is because I know at the end of the day, somebody has my back and to teach them how to recognize um, when a man's a man versus a person playing like a man. So mm. I, um, if she's in a relationship and you know, I can't say what's going to be, what's good for me would be good for her. You know, we're two different people, but certain aspects of, um, being a wife and a mother, she'll have those aspects to, and be equipped with it, whether she chooses to use them or not, she'd be, she'll be equipped with it. Um, as far as putting herself first, um, as a teen, yeah, as a teen, yeah, I probably will be telling her. It, it just depends. Um, but she'll, I, I just want to make sure she has all the tools in her ar arsenal, um, it, when it comes down to it. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He says, What would you do if your son decided to become a MGTOW monk as a teen? Um, I personally i think he's quite sociable like way too sociable to go into monk mode um you know as far as i can see i don't know um i would want to make sure that he is mentally well and safe and that he has an outlet that he can go and voice his whatever's to um, but making sure that he has an outlet and that he's comfortable and safe and he's happy. Um, so if he if he's happy doing that and, you know, he has uh, better purposes, because I don't think everything is wrong with that and going into monk mode to focus on you to make yourself a better person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I want to make sure he's great um, while he's within my care. You know, I, yeah. I, I just want to make sure he's good. Um, what would you do if one of uh, your stepson um, wanted to be a MGTOW monk? Um, if my stepson wanted to be a MGTOW monk, I would support him. Um, I would support him in whatever he did, to be completely honest. He's such a dope kid. Like, um, I don't know. He's really, really dope. Um, you know, that's not something that I envision for him. But to be completely honest, you know, whatever he did be 
because he's so dope, like as as a parent, um, you know, you envision different things for your children and watching them grow up and stuff and seeing them just grow and develop and flourish and, you know, mature, you, you know, see them going one way and they end up doing something different. And there comes a time that you just kind of have to rest assured that um, whatever um, path they take, that, you know, things will be good, that they're going to that they'll make the right decision. And that's kind of where I am with my stepchildren as well as my bio children. And, you know, I'll support them in whatever they do, to be honest. Um, Mick Tao, when did Mick, when did monk mode equal antisocial? And then you go on to define it as, um, when you define monk mode, it's, minimum life uh minimum contact with women no sex in a minimum contact with women um in certain aspects that that is anti um social in certain aspects uh maybe it's me i don't know you know i don't want to go back and forth about it but if you're saying that you're not minimum sex and as he said, is no sex and minimum contact with yeah, women. It's yeah. not necessarily, I guess it's not necessarily antisocial because you could socialize with men, but you're, it's minimum contact with women. So you're still socializing just minimally. Yeah. And, <laughs> so and, and, and I and guess it's, it's not antisocial, but it's, you're less social. To me, it, it, so to me, that still falls a little bit under being antisocial. A, a bit if you're saying that you're having minimum contact um and you're saying not for lack of social skills antisocial doesn't have to be because you lack the skills it be it could be because you're saying that you're going into monk mode but to be sociable is to interact with everybody and i guess technically it's not yeah but you're less social i don't know we're, yeah, we, we could be getting into semantics so right right um, right right um there was one more hold okay. on just a second uh uh oh to be fair shout out to little meat he said to be fair i'm here because big truck shared his shared okay. the stream on his community Thank shout you, out to big truck what's up boy? look at that who knew big truck of truck. all the folks Ow. all the messy talk <laughs> who knew um <laughs> thank you big truck and shout out um, to Lil Me. He says, just subscribe to y'all and Uncle Stu too. Definitely appreciate um, you, Lil Me. Yeah, you're going to enjoy because you know, we always come. We have a ball over here. Yeah. Um, I do have to say this too. There was another benefit that I thought about too. Okay. So the other benefit to your point is, you know, understanding the nature of all things, including the nature of women, um, would be. Um, uh, they would be less apt to be as impacted by rejection as a man who does not understand the nature of 
women. So the men who are in the space who've been rejected nine times by different, but when asking women out to prom and are hanging on to it and can't let it go and are still sulking about it. And, you know, are, you know, as a result, they have this horrible disdain for women. Um, a, a man who understands the true nature of women um, because he was introduced to red pill ideology or the true nature of women at an early age will be less likely to um, hold on to that rejection and be impacted by that rejection on such a great level than someone who does not understand the true nature of things. He will, you know, understand it and be able to move on with grace and, you know, chalk it up to, you know, their loss and it won't be a blow to his self-esteem and his confidence. So that's another one. Um, also with men's rights and getting into situations that may not be the most beneficial to you. Um, and if you're talking about marriage and having kids and custody of children, um, I think it's red pill is a great way for, um, your child to actually learn and line up every process of his life. So if he wants to get married, I think red pill does encourage you to understand the laws and what you're signing up for um, when you sign up for him. So I think you'd be at more apt to do um, more research before you jump off into anything that you may regret. So I think that's another benefit of the red pill. Um, you're not just taking somebody's word at face value or taking this woman's word at face value. Oh, I'm a good woman. We should get married. And then you get married. And then when she takes you for half your shit, it's not like you're not going to know um, the repercussions behind marriage and divorce. If oh, there, if, if there are any. So I think that's a good advantage that's true. too. But at the same time, you also ain't drop jumping out the window for the first, um, the first, um, the first foreign chick you see with chinky eyes that you buy a bag of rice because he gives you a good massage too. Like you are you I had to bring up a bag of rice. going to be like, I know the nature of women. I'm going to vet this chick and make sure that she is worth it before I um, marry her and get her a green card before I make her my wife, before I give her daddy a herd of goats for her, I'm gonna make sure she worth it. I'm gonna make sure she don't got three, four kids by three, four men in the village. You know, I'm red pill. So I understand the nature of women. She ain't get, she ain't pulling the okie doke on me. She ain't about to uh, do the switcheroo on me and, and tell me she pregnant when I come to her hotel room. And then she got another dude in there, like, oh, dude, that came on our show and told us what happened to him. Like, you, you, yeah. be, you know, you're you going to have a little game about yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, okay. okay you get me. Um, And then the games that girls try to run on boys. I think, so I watched a video the other day that talked about a girl trying to, that was saying that 
oh my gosh, this guy expects me to give it up after we've gone on two dates. And you know, I'm a respectable woman and I, you know, where the hell he talking about, what the hell he talking about, about giving it up on after two dates. And then in the same breath, let it be a guy that she really wants to give it to. That guy is not going to have to buy her ass a pack of now laters mm. and she'll be on her damn back faster than you can say I'm falling and I can't get up. Listen. And this is the nature of women. So Listen. being that your child would be taught the red pill, quote unquote, Listen. he won't be getting played or used. She's mad because she's not allowed to use these guys. These men are waking up and you're not going to be able to just um, take him, um, have him take you out for 15 meals and you decide that you just want to be friends. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another great advantage because it'll teach your child about people trying to use them. Absolutely. And I think that's an advantage. Listen, I'm telling you, you won't be able to have someone come over to your country and buy you a refrigerator because you fix him a nice sandwich. And no, no I'm just saying, shit. like, for example, <laughs> like some of these things could happen. You never know. So, like, if you red pill as a young boy, like some of this will avoid. Never mind. Listen, just go ahead. <laughs> Shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says it's all fun and games and will it's all fun and games and you will taste that black pill for the first time. Um, the black pill is rough, honey. The black pill is rough. And yeah, um, I've been it's like I the I find black pill so intriguing, but um yeah, I I, I just yeah, I'm I'm doing my I'm still doing my research, but yeah, black pill is uh oh and says you until you taste that first black okay, I got you, MGTOW. But um black pill is very interesting. Oh uh oh look, 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 child. Oh, Shout out to Smooth God. Honey. This fool. He said bucket a bucket of chicken and watermelon over a bag of rice. Listen, um, um, listen, this ain't slavery days, baby. I don't know who you gonna buy for a bucket of chicken and watermelon, but um, you. I was about to say something. I had to catch myself. No, no, no. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it I go. I was about to say you go. You trying to go down in the Delta and buy somebody for a bucket of chicken? Why you and had watermelon? to say this shit? <laughs> Listen, sir. Why you had no. to say it like that? <laughs> no, sir. No. See, that's no, no. that. See, that's that bullshit. I was so. Never mind. I ain't even gonna get off into it. No, sir. No, sir. Get a yeah. get a damn woman a bag of rice. Go get your bag of rice and twenty dollars, and you can have any one of them you want. No, sir. And they're gonna be fine and and, and virgins. Ain't never slept with nobody. Mm -hmm. But you gotta pay all the bills. Mm. Mm. Interesting. They'll do it. Any other benefits? What other positives? Um, girl, that was it. I got some negatives though. Oh, okay. Come on. Let's <laughs> let's start with the negatives. What's the negatives? <laughs> let's go. So I think the red pill also increases the amount of incels. Oh. Um, red pill has men afraid to shoot their shot they ain't shooting their shots because they scared to get uh shut down um mm -hmm. we are in a society that everything is done over social media versus 
interacting with each other. I think that you have people teaching red pill that have not actually had the relationship experience to really tell you about women and how, how a lot of things go. You have men that are living vicariously through other men's experiences and then trying to uphold and say that this is everybody's experience. So I think that's a disadvantage. What about you? I think that red pill um, increases the amount of um, woman hating men. So the amount of men that no longer want to opt into our system of dating and mating. So that that too, you know, they don't even want to participate in the dating and mating system because of the horror stories that they hear. I also think that increases the amount of men the, the amount of men that involve that engage in tricking because mm. they don't oh, is that it. a bad thing i mean it depends on who you are it depends on what side of the table you are oh okay it tricking if you got it <laughs> it depends i think that it also makes men more aggressive because um men understanding the true nature of women they feel like women only want one thing and as a result they don't respect women all women are bitches you know what i mean all y'all are hoes and y'all ain't yeah. you know so that makes men more aggressive in addition there are more incidents of violence against women so incidents of violence against women i think those um, are great points yeah, um i got i got one more um boys not actually applying the message properly so i've seen so many different instances where guys are trying to be dominant through text messages and if a woman doesn't text back right um if a girl says oh call me um if a guy guy and a girl texting back and forth and somebody says call me like the girl can say call me and the guy i don't take orders from a woman damn dude like what are you talking about but i'm starting to see instances where guys are taking it a bit far don't be dominant about no damn phone calls and text messages be dominant and paying them damn bills be dominant and being good fathers be dominant and raising your kids be dominant in that type of shit. but guys are being dominant and silly about um things that are very minute um and it's almost like the common sense is leaving out the red pill is coming in but they're practicing the shit without any common sense and so it's making a lot of guys look more silly um than anything what do you think about that that's a good point i got a couple more okay so um also i think that um men putting in little to no dating effort they ain't really they ain't, they they don't want to really do the dating thing Baby. anyway so really and truly they feel like women only want to use them for their money it's it's i'm meeting you in popeye's park parking lot you coming or not because if you ain't screw you you know um men are turning to dolls some men feel like it's better to sleep with a doll than even deal with these chicks yeah um, men are leaving little to no room for error like you got one time to say something i don't like and it's over um in addition it's resulting in a defunct community which is the worst of all so yeah. i wholeheartedly agree with everything that you said um, because it, it definitely is. Um, you got everybody trying to take you on coffee shop dates and then Netflix and chill. And 
you know, like I said, I, I do think that some of the women are to blame for this because you do have women that's going to use your ass up for them dates. you going to take her and then she's just going to say, oh, you just my friend. I thought we were just going out as friends. Oh, I didn't know you was looking at me like that. Um, but I do think that the red pill does encourage men to be more upfront about what it is they want. Um, I think it'll be less men in the friend zone for sure. But uh, yeah, I was an advantage. But I think you you outlined some dope stuff, some really good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Boom. Shout out to Uncle Stu again. He says, "Stop, Rose, you got me in tears." He <laughs> says, "LOL, I traveled too." Um, thank you so much for that. And shout out to Nick Tal Javon. He says, "Red Pill taught me BBW's." treat d like a tasty cake oh my god you know what i hate y'all so bad <sighs> oh my gosh well, i guess that's why lizzo child. got wiped up so you know hey oh, oh um, big girls is winning honey listen you trying to open it up um you know what this is on you let me see uh, shout out to Mingtown Universe. He says, market sophistication has grown so much that it's trickling down to the kids. The future of boys will adjust to the market. How <laughs> they will stay tuned. Um, thank you so much for that, Mingtown. Let's see. I have see. a few questions for you. Child, so, um, I want to know, like, do you think that it is what are the dangers what are the dangers of red pill ideology infiltrating the school system like i'm talking about grade school level like what are the potential dangers um bullying to me is one of the potential dangers because let's say that a girl is overweight and or dark skin and she doesn't have a certain type of hair or figure or body i think she'd be uh prone to being bullied um i think that's one of the things because red pill does encourage dating different races of women and um pedestalizing other races of women so i think that's one of the dangers um mm -hmm. what about you um i would say that definitely bullying i can see bullying being one of the the dangers i would also say um you know, isolation, which is, you know, somewhat similar to bullying. I would say some of the online messaging and memes um, being shared and associated with, you know, classmates. So more just online forms of bullying, um, which, dang, I'm kind of answering my next question, which was examples, which was like, what are some examples of how red pill messaging would play out in like grade school settings because i was trying to think like okay like andrew tate messaging manosphere messaging like how does that play out in grade school settings and i couldn't think about it but i guess memes and and you know how these viral conversations are being had um you know online i guess them being associated with maybe like the less desirable girls in um 
in their great, you know, in these grade school classes. So maybe the these conversations being associated with some of these young girls and how, you know, that, that would make them feel, which to me would be awful. I mean, you know, we have seen what bullying does to girls who are thought of as undesirable and stuff. And that's been around forever. Like that's not something new, you know, the, 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 the dark skinned girl or the undesirable girl, the girl with the kinkier hair, the girl that's the, the, the least, um, Eurocentric that fits the uh, Eurocentric beauty standards, the least, um, you know, being the object of ridicule in class. Um, So that's not something that's new. That's something that's very common. So I guess that is how these things would play out in a grade school setting. And I was just trying to look for examples, but I guess I kind of answered my own questions unless you had some more examples of how that would play out. No, but I did want to address this comment. Shout out to Charles Merchant. He says, wait a minute, when a boy goes his own way, he's an incel. But when a young girl is ignored, she's a victim. Um, Concrete, I think that was directed for you. Huh? Or maybe when I was talking about the girls being bullied for not. Yeah, that had uh, to be directed for you. Okay, that was directed for me. Okay, okay. Um... If the same thing is happening to him with Misandrous um, points that school should also be focused on, then I would say it's the same thing on the other side. But I do think that more boys are attracted to the red pill than girls are, quote unquote. Um, I get what you're saying, though, Charles. I think it's the same on both sides. I think... And it's not about them being ignored versus people saying, well, ill, she dark skin or ill, she fat, she look like Lizzo, this fat ass bitch, she ain't worth, sh-. you know, um, if they're talking right. to little boys and telling him, oh, look at him with those high waters on and he's just stupid right. with his stupid ass. I think like that shit is bullying and exactly. I think it happens on both sides. So I, it's, it, I think both are victims. And when it comes down to situations like that, and it's not because they're being ignored. Um, but when somebody is actively going after you and fucking with you and bullying you, I think that's the problem. Yeah. The difference is typically, so in most social settings, the boy, the male is the one to approach and show interest. So in a school setting, for example, if the girl is the one that's like ill, she's ugly, she's unattractive. I don't like her. Ill, she's ugly, she's nappy head. Versus if the boy is the one approaching the girl and maybe she doesn't find him attractive. So he says, um, would you like to go to, to, to the dance with me? And she's like, no, <laughs> or whatever. Um, so she rejected him. So she rejected said boy and clearly showed that she's not interested in him, but maybe the girl was teased or ridiculed, you know, separately. So, you know, the boy actually had to do the approaching to, in order to be made aware that she's not interested in him. Whereas the girl didn't have to go up to the boy to show her interest to know that the boy found her undesirable. So I, I think. 
that that's that would be the difference but what were you gonna say i was just gonna say um ignoring somebody is not bullying them but actively bullying and talking shit to them is bullying i don't know where we're missing the market Oh yeah, no. I was just outlining. I'm not talking level. about you. I'm talking oh. about these these fools in the comments. Oh I yeah. I don't know where we're missing the market. Um, you can ignore somebody, and that's fine. I should I'd rather you ignore them than to pick on them. Um, but yeah. being uh, verbally out loud and talking shit, agreed. Um, is a totally different story. So yeah. that's where I'm at with it. I don't think sure. just ignoring a person you should i'd ignore a motherfucker too i don't care I, right. I was a loner i sat at the table by myself i didn't i mean i went to an all-white school so like i don't care i don't like, you had a choice baby you was probably holding up that um damn pick in your fist back then <laughs> i didn't become pro-black until like i um became until i so was you left the white school that yeah. sounds about accurate. And I realized like i can't stand these how many dudes are openly calling girls ugly in school Shit, ask me. D -d -d listen, listen. I got called ugly. I had acne, I'm so fine, I used to get called. But come crunch. on, I used to get called a star crunch cake. Like, how mean is that? Like, you call me a star crunch cake because I had acne on my face when I was in sixth grade. I, got I can't believe he place. asked that shit. Like, like what? Like, stop it, please. What? <laughs> that was the only time I was teased was in fifth grade. But still, like, it, it happens. Shit, I was teased in third. Listen, I was the only freaking child in a New York City public school that wore uniforms in Brooklyn. You oh. tell me how you think it worked out. Yeah. All my life what, I had to fight looking that? head ass. What um I went that? to I went to PS ninety and I went to IS three oh three. Yep. Um, shout out to Smooth. He says, could Concrete give us details on the violence against women increasing due to Red Pill? If Red Pill encourages dating foreigns, why don't the Red Pill dating coaches? That's interesting. Um, violence against women due to... Uh, we were thrown... We were naming examples of how uh, red pill could be dangerous. We were doing hypotheticals. We weren't saying actual things that were true. We were saying hypothetically, th those are hypotheticals, not um, actual things that were true. And just this last thing, Bronze Bird, no, um, they were people, the whole school didn't wear uniforms. I was the only child who yeah, wore uniforms while everybody else wore regular clothes. Like, bro, like, yeah. Was that your weird. choice or your parents? You know, damn well, I, I, I wanted some damn Jordans and some damn Jabot jeans like so everybody parent, else. It was your parents' choice? My grandmother. Listen. All right, well, do me a favor. Is your grandmother still alive? No, she is not. All right, because <laughs> when the next time I pray, I'm going to thank her personally for forcing you to stay in line. Like, y'all really act like, and then they're talking about how many of those dudes y'all sleep with after high school. None of them. None like, of them. Think, Imagine um, you calling me ugly and I'm stupid enough to give exactly. you some ass after you didn't fuck with my self-esteem as a child. You kiss them? Nope. And by the time I was in high school, the high, the black guys that did go to my high school, they only dated white girls because I didn't have a car. They wanted rides. They wanted the girls that could buy them Tommy Hill figure and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to date somebody in college. I mean, what, you know, what, 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 what other choice did I have? You know, state, damn, you dated somebody in college. And okay, I did. Too. I ain't gonna what, say what that. state was that? I did. Too. Uh, oh, concrete. 
Yeah, concrete. What state was that? Oh, um, it was in the Midwest. That's the West. I said the Midwest. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, Big Truck, what are your thoughts on the conversation? Okay, so yes, first of all, good evening. So I got to start off there. Um, we start, okay, so first of all, as far as this whole idea about homeschooling, there's a difference between teaching your kids at home and homeschooling. There's a huge difference. Uh, here in New York, for example, you have to have like a, a college degree. You actually have to have a two-year degree. And that's basically to prove that you can even teach at home. Furthermore, the uh, hours that you have to give the kid is about 360 minutes per day, which comes out to about six hours. I would like to point all of your attention back for these people who think homeschooling is a great idea. I'd like to put your attention back to 2020 real quick when these kids were home less than two weeks and parents were losing their minds and were trying to literally drop their kids at the schools, which were forcibly closed by the government in order to drop them off in hopes that somebody would take them into the school because they couldn't deal with it anymore. So I'd just like to point your attention back to that. Um, and not to mention the other issues that were surrounding that, such as the kids were sitting around at home, gaining weight, running out of food all day, eating at home. They were sitting on the internet all day playing video games, not even doing the work. And most of the time, the kids weren't even actually logging into the classrooms most of the schools they actually showed in the newspaper, they were talking about a lot yeah, of Yeah, I ain't one of them. I ain't one of them. I've okay, never cool. been that type of parent. Right. I'm the parent who I'm had my children were. writing multiple I, book I, reports I, over I summer so break. Like, I was on PTA. Oh, my okay, children cool. were active in multitude in a multitude I, of schools, even over the, the summer. Cute. Like see, I've never been that type I, of parent. I, I didn't That's not me. Truck, you knew you weren't gonna be able to get that shit off. Yeah, that ain't even I didn't accuse you, but I wanna I wanna accuse all of the other parents who were literally caught on videotape when the kids were on their laptops, where you had parents walking behind the kids <laughs> naked. Okay, I'm not hold on, hold on, no, 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 Uncle Sue, hold on. I, I got this, I got this. First no, no, of all, you no, had parents. Reason, I'm the one oh, hold, that hold on, Uncle Sue, hold on, Uncle Sue, hold on, hold on. All right. You had parents on the thing naked. You had kids getting caught doing lascivious activities while they were supposed to be actively enrolled in school on the computer. So first of all, please, don't start with that homeschool thing again. Now, as far as Andrew Tate, first of all, this Manosphere thing, in Australia, they can get away with this anti-freedom of speech bullshit. See, Australia is one of the most liberal shitholes on the planet, and it started out as a prison colony, so they get away with a lot of stuff down there and New Zealand that they couldn't even think of doing here. As far as men, and you got to worry about men with red pill in the public schools in America, where were y'all when they were doing all this LGBT stuff? They were doing forcing, they were forcing the boys to learn this nonsense. They were forcing everybody to obey Title IX and forcing everybody to allow males to walk into female bathrooms. So you mean to tell me after all this time, and by the way, this is a rhetorical question. You mean to tell me all this time, now they're worried about some red pill nonsense in some of the some of the teachers who may or may not be listening to people like Tate and Kevin Samuels online. So after all of this, after all of the liberal feminism that has been attacking black boys and boys in general, now they're worried about the red pill. And then, I, and I'll hurry this up. 
So nobody had any problem with that, or at least nobody fought back the way they should have fought back. But now they got a problem with this. And my thing is, as far as how the boys feel about the girls, that's going to develop anyway. And you're, as I said before in the chat, these kids are more likely to be influenced by somebody like Fresh and Fit because it's the happening, cool show of Miami, and they're riding around in Lamborghinis and wearing gold chains. The kids are more likely to be influenced by that. And I consider Myra Gaines to be a horrible, horrible male role model. And I, I never really listened to Andrew Tate, but I know Myron Gaines is horrible. Now, the other dude, the, the other dude from Bahamas or Barbados, he's not that bad, but Myron is a straight up misogynist. He don't even say anything. He, well, no, well, well, the Barbados guy, that's what I'm saying. Myron is a straight up misogynist. And of all the people who would have some violence against women, it's Myron. It's not even that Barbados dude is cool. He He's calm and cool. So my thing is, you mean to tell me all of a sudden now they're worried? No, what it is is this is whack-a-mole. It's just like when y'all when y'all not I'm not saying you, but when you're knocking down these channels one by one because they they get striked for certain content and everything, and then they pop right back up with a brand new name and everything. This is a game of whack-a-mole. They think that they can keep people down by suppressing thought. They they think this is not this is this is fascism basically. They think that they can keep people down by suppressing thought and suppressing opinions and putting forth their premises. But but here's the thing, though. One of the things, and I'll, I'll just say this and I'll mend it. Uh, one of the things that I know about Australia and New Zealand, having knowing those people pretty well, they're not dealing with this bullshit anymore. They started, they started, their voices started rising when it came to uh, dealing with Muslims and, and Islamophobia. And their voices kept on rising as things got worse between men and women in the last five years. So if you think that they're going to take this line down, you'll have those same male teachers showing right up to school who've been listening to this stuff. And these same kids will be showing right up to school listening to this stuff. And they'll be unimpeachable simply because of their age or their position. You can go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I passed them on. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Big Truck. Um, really quick, I just want to say this. Uh, I, I know that everybody's not capable of homeschooling their children, and you're right. Um, there are some people who don't have the patience nor the qualifications, and their children are right where they should be. But that's not a concern of mine because I'm far more than capable of homeschooling my children, um, far more adequate than their teachers were when they were in school. But um, thank you for your well, comments. Well, you know, C Rose, you know that. Let me, I let me, absolutely can I say Hold on, hold on, hold on. One second, I just got to say this to C-Rose. C-Rose, you know I absolutely was not talking about you. Yeah, no, I, I, I understood once you um, finished your statement. Okay. But uh, I don't know who was next. Was it Uncle Stu or uh, Dr. Eugene? Eugene got here first. It was Dr. Eugene. Um, okay. Dr. Eugene, welcome. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, me being a teacher, um, y'all have given me, you know, something to look out for um when it comes to real red pill stuff now i'm i'm gonna I'm a be perfectly honest with you i'm not exactly sure what these pills are but you know i could sort of for what i've seen from students well in the past i could sort of relate i know some of this red pill ideology it happened in schools you know before social media for example you know, it's always these, you know, pretty girls 
they want the jocks or the popular guys. This is sort of similar to women today wanting high value men. It's it's that much it's it's that similar. You know, girls can be, you know, very delusional. So now today with social your media, and I do want to say you know, before I go on. And in my school district, you know, your kids have Chromebooks, right? But when they try to listen, you know, to YouTube, they actually block some content. For example, on my computer at school, I tried to listen to my favorite content creators, but you know, the district blocked it. So, which is a good thing. So that minimizes it. Therefore, this the possible red pill ideology they have learned will more likely come from outside the school or at the house. Okay, it, it would not, you know, it will least likely to come from the school or even come from us teachers because where we're really not allowed to um, um, to to force our ideas or our personal opinions on them. But yeah, you have y'all have definitely given me something, you know, you know, to watch out for and to watch out, you know, when I look at students every day about this, these rare peer ideologies, or at least the top, all the talking points that are on YouTube. Well, Dr. Yeah. Eugene, I think that's a great thing. Um, because being that you're in this community, then you can dispel some of the myths and stuff that's being pushed about uh, red pill ideology because I don't think that it's all bad. I definitely don't think that it's all bad. I think they have some things that can be cleaned up a bit, but I think it's more beneficial than it is a detriment. Um, but so thank you, uh, Dr. Eugene. I, yeah, I think that the negative aspects of the talking points get highlighted more so than you know, anything positive. I think understanding the true nature of things, all things are important. I think that, um, you know, men and women are sold fairy tales about each other. I think that, you know, understanding their relationship towards one another would be beneficial and would go a long way in improving relations between men and women. And, you know, we wouldn't have the uh, myriad of problems that we have if we understood how we work in relation to one another. And um, yeah, I, I think that we wouldn't have so much division if we if we understood it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Dr. Eugene. Uncle Stu. Thank you. Welcome. What are welcome, your thoughts? Welcome. You know, good. you got me in tears out here. I tell you, Baby, I have, uh, yeah, I've, I've traveled to Darwin, Australia, so I know all about Australia. What I'm going to um, talk about is this. You, one of the things that is misunderstood is that everybody can't do what they say should be the proper thing. We have to understand that we're on, a, we're in an economic and social environment. So, when you start talking about homeschooling, which I'm going to do a, a an entire week on homeschooling is because one, I'm retired. Two, I work for the school system, both in New York 
as well as North Carolina. Um, so I, I am definitely well-rounded in the sense of academics. And one of the things um, when you talk about homeschooling, there are rules, yes. There are criteria, yes. But it's also a particular type of academic lifestyle. So if you're making the money to afford that kind of lifestyle, then you can definitely have your 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 child out of school and do homeschooling. Or if you don't want to do homeschooling, you still can opt out to send your child to other school systems. As far as the arguments as to red pill or the 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 awareness. I remind everybody that we did that. It's called 1995, the Million Man March, and I'm going to stand on those arguments of what happened during the Million Man March. You know, that was the time that Black men stood up. We did not have the internet at that time. Therefore, it was not universal. So there was Black men in the 90s fighting back against the ideology. Again, when we start arguing about roles, um, as I said, you know, um, in the comments, when before my grandson was even born, they was already trying this, 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 this by gender, whatever the heck they try to do, but that wasn't flying. And because I understood what was going on, um, this is why, you know, I have opted for him um, to be homeschooled. One, uh, there's a curriculum that you still have to follow even in homeschool but I'm not going to allow him to be socialized into, into certain sectors. Uh, we have this debate that's going on politically down there in Florida. So, you know, we, we have to be able to step back and realize and be able to educate everybody on the whole social dynamics. Um, and what I mean by educate on the whole social dynamics is, you know, with a talking point, what you would have to be able to do is look at everything and find out whether or not that particular group can even do that. So what do I mean by that? You know, if you argue, you know, today, and, I, and I'm going to talk about this on my anniversary date, today you need approximately $300,000 from from birth all the way up into the age of 18 to raise a child. If people don't have these numbers in proper perspectives, they're going to get lost in many ideologies. If you want a woman to stay home and cook, you have to make a certain amount of money to do that. If you want women to do certain things, you have to do other things. So there's a lot of things that has to be broken down and, and understood where a lot of these ideologies come from, as well as what the truth of the social dynamics are. Um, and for me, because I am at a certain level and I've traveled the world over twice, you know, I understand many different areas and many different dynamics as opposed to just reading a book or just following a bunch of numbers. Um, and when I say that, it is because statistically back in the 80s, they said one in four black men would not make it out. Well, a whole lot of us made it out and a whole lot of us are successful. Um, so what you have going on in the school system is, and, and we can, you know, although y'all didn't bring this young lady up, but, you know, the young woman that got fired for, you know, spitting out her stuff online. You know, you have too many young people coming out of colleges with these retarded ideologies and trying to push that 
narrative, both in the elementary school system and the middle school system. So I think we as parents that are observant, we as parents that are listening, you know, we have to learn how to have that dominant voice and even be able to go to the school board, be able to go into our political offices and say, we're no longer going to tolerate these foolish talking points or, or tolerate these ideologies. It is not an individual sport. It's a team sport. And those that are willing to play on the team, we got to fight as a team. I hope I'm making sense. I Y'all able to hear me? No, uh, of course we can hear you. I oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to hit the unmute button. <laughs> oh, didn't get right. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I didn't want to take over the show, but I, I think y'all had some very. I think this was a very productive and very, you know, as I was as I was saying to somebody in the chat, um, for me, it's the first time or one of the rare times that I get to hear mothers, um actually talk about rearing their sons and, and rearing their children in today's you know society in today's ideology my kids are all grown so i in one light i don't have to worry about what they're being you know taught now i speak to my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter you know about what's going on and my oldest daughter is is knows what's going on on these youtube streets and you know, she has said to me on numerous occasions, she couldn't imagine, you know, trying to go through the school system today. Yeah, it, only it's... 36. You know what I'm saying? She's 36. And my I... youngest is the same way. So she really know what's going on there. Yeah, my, my 20, yeah, my 27 year old. Um, and I tell this story all the time, all the time. When she, you know, right now she's working on a master's, but when she had to go, when she was getting ready to go get her undergrad, um, and I don't have a problem saying the name of the college. When she was getting ready to go get her undergrad, she wanted to go to A&T, and I didn't want her to go to A&T for several reasons. But because she wanted to be an HBCU, I said, okay, I'm a single father. Um, I, I got her. All right, do you want to go to Bennett Middle College? You know, Bennett College, um, because she attended Bennett Middle College. When we went to the campus of Bennett College, and you know, they give you the college tour and everything else. After the tour, she refused to go to Bennett College. Well, I didn't understand it at that moment in time why she refused to go to Bennett College. But as I got online and I approached her again, hey, why did you not want to go to Bennett College? You know, what was, you know, what did you see? What did you hear? And she said, everything that the black women kept talking about. They always blame men and the and the idea of what they were saying was not you daddy you wasn't none of those men that they keep claiming what was happening Every, they did not take accountability for anything so you have you know my daughter was self-aware enough to recognize that these women you know was basically teaching an ideology that wasn't true so in a lot of school systems, you have this ideology being taken place. And so when they say, you know, and I, and I wish Dr. Eugene would have stayed up here, when they say we got to keep an eye out for red pill talking points, it's not red pill talking points. Are you keeping an eye out for people that can argue against your narrative? 
for example, if you sit up here and say, you know, sugar, spice, and everything nice, and then this same kid can pull out data, facts, and statistics that, you know, 48 to 50% of DVs is done by women, that goes against the narrative that they want to push. If you say, well, black men ain't this, and then they can pull out the data to say, well, the top, the top five billionaires today are black men. There are more black males that are that are in the middle class without children. There are more black men that are millionaires today. So where are you going with these facts, data, and statistics? When you go number for number, there are more black men that are not in debt as much as black women that are in debt. So when you start arguing against the numbers, you argue against the politics. This is why, you know, in the state of Georgia, the so-called big woman who, and when I say big, I'm not talking about size, you know, her, her attitude is, oh, well, black men, if you just vote for me, why should, why should we? Remember you had black girl magic, black, black woman vote. You the one who does all the vote stay where you are, because if you really had the answers and the solutions, um, 12% of African-American boys, is only able to read above the fourth grade reading level. So where is all mm -hmm. those academics? In the major cities, your school system is 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 run by what? Women with master's degrees. Your administration is run by women with master's degrees. Well, so we if, know that's part of their their the narrative that they like to push, Uncle right. Steve. But let me um get yeah. Let me let me get off of here. I just I just wanted to just. I didn't want to take over the show. I'm sorry. No, 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 no problem. No problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, you made some good solid points, though. Definitely some good solid points. And I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Y'all got a great um, show tonight. Great show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank definitely you. appreciate you. Thank you for coming. I'm going to back up everything Uncle Stu saying. <laughs> he was in there. <laughs> um, let me get Triple Black in here. Then we'll come over to you, Mr. Z. Um, what Man, you got? What, I mean, what what it do? I mean, uh, I'm not going to say the word, but the F word is all about equality. And let's just look at the the, the facts. Um, uh, you know, I'm all about equality, right? Which equal? I mean, it's an equivalence, right? Um, how many women have been canceled uh, on YouTube or on on what's the name for saying disparaging stuff for? about black men i can't think of a one and the messages have been damning so um i think that's a great point to bring up because i can't think of one woman that has been banned for her um rhetoric against men but yeah. we can um name some examples of men that have been banned right. for their I mean, rhetoric I mean, against women what is so the male equivalence what is the male equivalence of of aborting black children or, or uh, boy black babies? What is the male equivalent of that? I don't think there is any, to be honest. Well, I mean, it's, it's been I'll, I'll, but, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, triple black, wait a minute, because I, I do think while there isn't a message, quote unquote, that would be that damning, you do have some men that talk a lot of different things about black women that is so disgusting so trifling that they did call in the fbi to look at some of that shit. um what's the website that, that black avenger 
Um, oh yeah, Black Avenger. Black Avenger was horrible. It should be equal results. How come somebody can can make an Avatar right? And I'm just picking on this one person with a with a nobody a black man hanging. Oh yeah, we've seen re- that, and we've spoken out against that. As yeah, I know, I know. I yeah. Mean, but but I mean, would you say that we're on equal footing when it comes to our disdain for each other? No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that we're on equal footing. I think black women have had a long, long, long head start. Um, I don't think it's necessary. They gonna say y'all got that psychiatrist. Uh, I mean, the therapist. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, but we. I mean, come on, man. Like, you already know who outed her. It, it wasn't one of us. It was black mm. women. <laughs> a, a black woman. Um, yeah, um, but I think us. black men have had, um, excuse me, black women have had a head start in that to a certain degree. And um, I now I don't think two rights, two wrongs equal a right. Yeah. I think it's um, crazy on both sides because yeah, both know, sides but, have I mean, issues. I, I look at it from a perspective. You can you can kind of relate to me a little bit because you have a son and a daughter, I, I believe. Right. I have a son. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing this environment, would you? Like recommend to your son to play fair. It depends. Um, a I nine want for a nine for a two for a two. Like but he's not. Fair. He's not necessarily on that type of trajectory. Tra- tra- yeah, trajectory. Um, we've actually had that conversation very, very recent, and uh, he's a, a a a boy about his target. So right. Um, he won't be ill equipped for the world he'll be well equipped with the things that he needs the knowledge that he needs but you just never know um i i don't want to leave it to chance more so than educate him on what i mean this is this is the thing it's like we're almost telling our boys you know what go ahead and the woman a couple points because you're gonna you're gonna play from behind well to be to be fair kodak hold on to be fair i just want to be fair on this conversation to be fair, Rose and Sister George also have men in their homes. And 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 to me, that makes a little bit of difference versus if you was talking to two women that are single mothers. If I no, and, no, I, and no, I'm only no, saying yeah. that because there's 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 an image of masculinity in the home. So that boy has an opportunity to see what real masculinity yeah. looks I mean, like but, but, versus but other think, men that are not going to see. It. I can ask both them that, that question because I realize they're the, the infrastructure they got behind them. They right. can they can really have an, a, a, a really phys- like philosophical talk with me or even an objective answer because they have strong men behind them. But gotcha. most dudes don't, I mean, most boys don't come for that infrastructure. Like the moment that you say something to a, to a, to a young boy, you know, and he got a single mother and, and she ain't got no infrastructure behind her. What is she, what is she trying to do to you? Right. You're trying to cancel right. you. Right. Got you. Gotcha. Right. I, I just want, I just, you know, cause I just wanted to bring that out because right, I right, right. sometimes, I mean, I mean, but, I mean, you know, when we're talking to women, we're thinking they're all single women and it's like, no, no, these two are married and, and have males in the home. So we get to see a whole different dynamic. It's a know, whole different, how it's they completely do it. different dynamic. I agree yeah. with that. But I mean, but how, I mean, 
like having boys and I can relate because you guys have boys in your life is like, how do we teach them to operate in this environment? Knowing that, you know what? I mean, the score is every like, listen, when you go in the ball game, you gonna you might be up 20 to nothing. I think with that, because you definitely have to show, you have to show it and, and actually um, be what you want to see right um to me that's the first line then you have to actively get to know who your children are as people and help develop them in ways that they need development um i think a lot of boys aren't really taught how uh, high self-esteem and being able to accomplish things like you set a goal and you that's accomplish something um when you're in a household that okay you do this this is what you get when you accomplish this and showing your children how to um create milestones and and goals for themselves when you're teaching self-esteem goals and you're teaching confidence and confidence that come from you being a man and 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 being developed i think all of that stuff is ridiculously important and i think that's a thing that a lot of people leave out when it's it comes down to dealing with it yeah, right yeah, because yeah. you can I mean, teach them you can say okay you can dress them up and say oh you're so cute oh you're so handsome um but if they're not accomplishing anything then you're teaching them high self-esteem in one aspect but you're not teaching them where that shit comes from and from an internal um way we underestimate competence and confidence. We underestimate it in boys. We we build up girls and build up their self-esteem and tell them how beautiful, how awesome, how cap capable, how talented, how all these things they are. And we do not do that in boys. Literally, we neglect to do that in boys. And as a result, they feel like they're less than and they deal with stuff that we, girls, we would never tell our girls to deal with. And Absolutely. that is where it I mean, starts. I mean, and we should start that as early as possible. But you, you guys. Uh, uh, can I clip that? Yeah, can you, I clip that? Coming from a place that is, is, is not. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost. It, it's sad, but it's kind of rare. I, I'll give you an example, right? My son, right uh, this morning, uh, his mom had to call me. You know what? He was like, you know what? I'm not going to school. I am not going to school at all. I had to get on Facetime and and all. It, like he had his aunties, all these motherfuckers, like over there trying to talk him into going to school. And and it took me two minutes to tell him, you know, um, cause he heard my voice and stuff like that, that, like to pack it up and go. But, you know, his mother just could not just say, hey, you know what, I needed you in that moment. And, and, and you know, instead of like saying, hey, you know, I needed you in that moment, she just made excuse, oh, he's just a boy, he's just this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on, man. You know what time it is, man. I'm the man. I'm the guy. I'm his like I'm his hero. So he's gonna listen to me. It's like, why can't a lot of these other women just make that that concession? Why? I, I think when you have um instances where the man, the biological father isn't in the home and you never know how those relationships ended, how they dissolved, what bitter feelings the woman is carrying around. If the man is still carrying around some things, it it does make a difference, though. Um, with my son, 
Um, now I'm not going to say my son bowls up at me. Uh, you know, it, I think, uh, kids have sm like my, my kid has a smart mouth, you know, he can be, a, uh, his mouth can be a little crazy, but honestly, and nobody asks you. <laughs> um, but now if I were to call his dad or if Curlin were to say something, I, he didn't really just give us those type of problems, but boys do respond differently to men than they would to 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 women and you have a deeper voice they say uh deeper voices uh boys are more prone to listen even with women they'll tell a woman um in seducing like to lower your voice um when you're trying child don't get me there but you know having a male presence around all the time sometimes it's hard for her to admit that because she may feel like it's a a failure on her end um as to why she wouldn't admit that she needed you in that moment that could look like failure to her because of that relationship dissolving so you never know okay man well, well, thank you guys so much man for letting me get on your platform man um you guys you guys gotta come on a, a, at least one more time a week. Concrete? No, uh, we, I, we try. We definitely in the fall we're gonna be changing some things up. So we definitely plan to um, try to get on here at least one more time a week. Cause yeah, you, you gotta have more. You gotta have more discussions. And and this is a critique with me with mm -hmm. the the uh, the ir irrational women. That's just my my conjecture. The yeah. irrational women. That way. Uh, people in the manosphere and stuff like that. Uh, if if you guys going to be re representing the manosphere, I don't know if that's your your goal. Is we have to have the yin and the yang. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. Well, I, listen, triple black. I hear what you're saying, but the thing about it is, you can't argue with these. Anybody who's irrational is irrational. You can't argue with them. You can't change their mind. You can't shame, blame, and explain. It. I'm gonna address it in a minute. To see the distinction <laughs> between what women that the manosphere think that they want versus what they actually want. Wait, you mean women Virtue in the signaling. manosphere? Virtue signaling. You mean women in the manosphere or women outside? No, what I'm saying is, is there's got to be a clear distinction because uh, a lot of the women that 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 you know, a lot of times they come in, uh, there's just nothing but an echo chamber of just bullshit. And then we just get gaslighted and it just be a big argument. But um, no, that's what I was saying, brother, is that the women are virtual. They're coming out of college and university filled with all this BS about what type of man they should they should be attracted to. And what really get those panties wet is not none of that stuff that they be teaching in college. And so they virtue signaling. And, and actually, the, the sociologists are speaking about it now. You got white female sociologists talking about women having a disjunction between what they say they want and who they date and who they marry right so that's what i was saying when i said virtue signaling they're virtue signaling to other women about what they won't stand for what they're not attracted to anti-patriarchy this but who they end up being with and who they end up swiping right on uh, on these um dating apps is a completely different story yeah, that's that's crazy. But I mean, we got to have both sides of the point. That's all the point I was trying to make. Okay. Um, shout out to Little Meat. He said, a wise man told me, lot of these hoes. A wiser man told me, mode one. Um, mode one gonna work a whole lot better for you than lying to these hoes. I promise. No. 
my you god. You ain't gonna have to go through all it. But. So here, here's a question, Sister George. So so what happens if Solomon comes home and he says, Yeah, uh, my teacher was talking about Kevin Samuels. Okay. That's what's up. What did he oh, say? So what did she problem? say? Um I well, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if they're worried about like Andrew Tate, like I'm just cause see my I thing mean, is it's like at the, at the mention of the name, it's like people recoil in heart. I don't, uh, but you got to keep in mind that a lot of the things that the manosphere has talked about have been things that I've studied for um, quite some time. And I'm talking about like men and um, male and female relationships. So if you come in and you mention somebody like An Andrew Tate or Kevin Samuels, um, being that we've had Kevin on the show and... Um, you know we know a little bit about andrew tate it's not anything that would be foreign or even that i would look at as like a, a bad thing unless it's somebody trying to push their ideology onto him and override what we're teaching at home that's probably the only time i'm going to have a problem with it but all right so okay yeah. so let me rephrase that question what would you do if you does your does your son have a cell phone or a yes. PSP? Okay, so iPhone, hopefully. No. Oh, that's sad. All right, so what would you yeah. do if oh you caught him on? He was on the phone. Android, and, and and he was uh, Android. Oh my God. So anyway, what would you do if you caught him and he's on the phone and you're like, "Hey, what are you listening to?" And then you pick it up and you see Ramil's face on it and it's Ramil's stream. Oh and, Lord. And he's like, "Yeah, Mom, we're pumping and dumping in 2023." Oh. Um, he, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm be honest, I would probably be alarmed. Because, like I said, I would hope to have a greater influence. And if you're seeing an example of a relationship in your face versus some random ass nigga off the internet, I hope that I have a better influence on what you're actually seeing in your face versus what's not quote unquote real and don't get me wrong i don't think all of ramil's messaging is messed up i think his messaging for men is outstanding the things that he tells y'all but in talking to somebody who doesn't have um relationship experience they've never been married i don't know if if he's ever even been in a long-term relationship how are you gonna tell somebody about relationships when you've never even experienced it or if you've experienced heartbreak in the eighth grade and you still holding on to that shit now i don't know i i, I just he's a I mean, he should not be i would be calling cps if solo was um watching big truck let me yes yes Yes, yes, yes. Hey, yes. Let me ask you a question, brother to brother. I'm yes. not even trying to um, be funny or whatever. Oh, okay. Do you think the default of most men to be in a relationship or or just to pump and dump? No, I absolutely believe that the default of men is a relationship simply exactly. because, and I'll go. say it, I'll say it like this. I keep saying this message. Men are hunter gatherers. They go out, they get stuff and they bring it home. The problem with getting a woman and bringing her home is you can't be certain if she's either going to stay, cheat on you, or steal everything in fucking house. That's the problem. And the I know, thing about men can't reconcile that. 
Okay, let right. me let me speak let me, as a man. Me, if y'all, if y'all, y'all don't mind, if we y'all, actually want to go ahead and move on to, to Mr. Z, but I wanted to add something really quickly. Um, because I see y'all talking in the chat in in reference to a point that triple black made. And I just want to say that y'all really have too much faith in like y'all really um think too highly of yourselves that y'all would think that we would need to somehow get up here and gaslight y'all week after week for three years on end like what would be the benefit in us gaslighting y'all week after week if you think that it's monetary we could make far more money by flipping to the other side and and speaking about divestment talking points than we could by getting up here and being middle of the road or male identified and being more objective than anything so like Y'all really need to stop selling that noise just because anytime somebody says anything that compliments us or that, you know, is um, is in line with anything that we say or that, you know, benefits us in any way or that they think that we should be on the air more or that, you know, we should make more content. Y'all have something negative to say, like, please, like, stop the madness. Ain't nobody on here gaslighting y'all. Y'all are nobody to gaslight. Like, stop the foolishness, please. Child, they can't help it. Oh, y'all gaslighting us. Y'all full of shit. Y'all lying. I can't believe y'all said this shit. Because we we need to be gaslit. And somebody uh, light the pile and light the gas and light it. And I'm like, maybe y'all forgot about my troll. Like, don't don't do me. Y'all know I get y'all ass. Don't do it. I, I didn't did it a couple times. So like, who the hell are y'all to gaslight? Like, for what? What would be the reason? Like, stop the madness. Wait a minute, but Bronzeburg did bring up a really excellent point. What? He said, "You ain't yelling today," and I wanted to point that oh, out gosh, you and give what? you a huge shout out for that. I'm so about to shout start out to you. On <laughs> um, shout out to Miss Wanda. Mrs. Wanda, Auntie, stop changing your Wait, name, you girl. <laughs> nah, thank you. Wanda in a minute. Where you been hiding, baby? Auntie Wanda been with her husband. Okay, okay, okay. Eating bonbons. Okay. Wait a minute, okay. girl. You see it's MRS, right? My cousin in the building. Y'all shout out to Miss Hanifa, honey. That's okay. my cousin from way back. Mm. She married too. Don't do it. <laughs> Shout out to Django Geek. He says, these kids don't even want to be mumble rappers anymore. They want to be social media influencer influencers, i.e. feminist influence is played out. Red pill is what's popping. No, they said that. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Listen, red pill is a fucking scam. Come on, stop it. Oh, um, <laughs> Black Wizard, you know the answer to that. You Black know. Wizard, you already been jumped in, dog. You in the gang now. It's over. Black baby. Wizard, where's the wife? I ain't seen her in forever in a day. It's a fucking scam. Come on, man. Stop. Why do you think it's a scam? Man, I feel on, like that's going to open us up to like a long conversation. There's this guy that's waiting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're right. You're right. You're right. Triple Black, hold up just a second because Mr. Z our esteemed guest one of our all-star panelists is up here and we need to put some respect on mr z mr z you have the floor now black king Look, i like i like being placated every once in a while thank you ladies thank you you're no. welcome black king <laughs> see this what they, they're gonna be like see look at her she's stroking his ego all right 
as if as if we don't all do that occasionally to somebody <laughs> like, like come on look um thank you ladies for having me up shout out to everybody on the panel everybody listening in the chat look man um yeah so we've had decades of softcore hardcore um misandry all up in the schools um and now that the boys are speaking about their experiences mainly in middle and, and high school with you know the little high, you know middle school dating when y'all really not going out with each other but y'all like see each other in school so y'all are air quotes couple um yeah so now that the boys are talking about their experience now we we don't want to hear it that, that's what that's what the school system is telling us that's what education system is telling us that the what the education system is really telling us is that we're socializing you to pay for these women and nigga you don't get to complain okay eat that that's what the education system is telling us eat whatever the hell we giving you and so we raise these um um weird feminist but not feminist um feminine but not feminine um i could do it all bad by myself until i see that damn um student loan bill pop up for the first time um i've been driving my um grandma's corolla for the past 15 years and i need some help um women We've been raising them for like mm, four-ish decades now. And so we need you to eat all of the shit that, that comes from this. And we don't need you to be in middle school and high school and maybe even college talking about your experiences with women and how they doing foodie calls, admittedly, by 30%, which really means that it's like 50%. Um, we need you to eat that, right? So, yeah, they're going to get on the men for being honest. And yeah, they're going to get on the boys about using red pill talking points in school because you're supposed to not be that wise and you're supposed to be a hornball that wants to pipe everything and then it leads you down the wrong road, right? You're supposed to bite off too much life before you can afford it because of a woman and then it leads you down a road where you pretty much fund her life for at least 15, 20 years until she divorces your ass and takes half, right? And the fact that we speak like this is an affront to the entire system because the system was built on men buying women. And I said it that crudely on purpose, right? We, we, we have academics now entering this space or investigating this space because their sons are about to get into dating age and they're afraid their sons are going to sound like us. Your sons are going to sound like us once they start dating, player. <laughs> Whether they dating white girls, black girls, Latina girls, they're going to start sounding like us because y'all didn't raise y'all daughters to actually reciprocate this bullshit-ass egalitarian system that y'all said y'all was trying to build. Oops. Yeah. Well, the manosphere is openly and virulently homophobic, for one. They're yeah, right. exactly. anti-LGBT. Exactly. Anti yeah, exactly. So because we don't like, care what's going on over there. Yeah, people, people like Andrew Tate are nothing more than an extension of that. And they they got Andrew Tate. Now, the thing about the majority of these people in the Manosphere is, yeah, you can try to strike down their channels, but they just go underground like roaches and they pop back up somewhere else. But and they're, they're, it's, they're perpetually... But Big Truck, it's not even just that. It's We have to be honest that these young men and these boys are having real experiences with your daughters. You raised your daughters to be spoiled, materialistic, consumerist brats. Mm -hmm. And your sons, who are, most of them are extra regular, black, white, Latino, maybe some Asians. But most of your boys, they're extra regular. And you made, you raised your daughters to be spoiled brats. 
and your daughters don't want nothing to do with your sons. So you can try to socialize your sons to eat this as much as you want. The problem is your daughters are the wall. It's not your sons. We've been socializing these boys to be egalitarian for like 40 plus years. They are. I'm see, one of the, I, we were raised that way. Real quick, real quick, because I'm, I'm getting to somewhere with this. We raised our sons to, to be, air quotes, 50-50. It's your daughters that now, because not even all of them, a significant portion of them have this certain social power because of their education that they didn't price themselves out the game. And the ramifications of that in society, nobody want to talk about. Nobody want to be like, oops, we might have went too far. And because nobody wants to do that and then rejigger this thing, you got to deal with the fallout. And the fallout is your boys speaking about these things in school. No, well, well yeah, that's no, true. Well, let me, let me, well, hold on. One, one, let me just say something. I've been making a number of videos. I've been pulling up articles. Boys are choosing not to participate now. They're not signing up for college in larger and larger numbers. They're not they're not finishing high school. A boys, I believe, at this point, feel that they are so disconnected from the system that they're literally dropping out of it. And they're seeing this happening on a number of different levels with young boys and men, where the men are literally dropping out of the workforce or the men are dropping out of relationships. You see them keep bringing up the talking point about more and more black men are unmarried, single, and childless, and this, that, and the other. So there's a big problem here because I think at the core of a man, he understands that the only way to win is not to play. And hey. that, this is why they're worried about passport bros. Because I agree these with that. boys, what let me y'all y'all worried about Andrew Tate. Wait till passport bros infiltrates the school systems. Wait until these boys say, hmm, all I gotta do is make some money and I'll go overseas and get a woman who submits. Yeah, wait until you see that because it's coming. It's all part of us. Hey, the, hey, let me put some context when I say uh, the red pill is a scam. Name one red pill author or, 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 or that's talking about these pillars of red pill faces clean. Name one. I'm talking about like face is gator. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, li they really lived it. Name one. Wait, I'm lost. Because I'm... I'm wait, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, there's... there's there's a lot of motherfuckers that are preaching a whole bunch of shit and they telling a whole bunch of young dudes to do this and do that. Name one of them, they face is clean. You, you realize we're, essentially we're just telling them not to be beholden to women that don't actually give a damn about you. No, no, I, I mean, mean, at the end of the day. Name one, their face is clean. They ain't did none of the shit that they, they talking about. I'm, I'm lost. Is anybody else understanding what he's saying? Like, I'm, I'm asking you, like, from okay, I'll give you an example, mm -hmm. right? Myron, red, okay, let's, red, I, pill I, king, I, red pill king, you know what I'm saying? Almost got a single mother pregnant, thought only fans thought, you know what I'm saying? When it went in her raw and shit like that, he he talks about this shit all the fucking time, like, okay, I, one person that really lived that fucking life. Uncle Stu, the old man on the block, now okay. married. Okay, so let's let's understand and let's put everything in a proper perspective. Number one, when you talk about red pill, first of all, red pill is more of a philosophy than a life than a, than an actual lifestyle. What is the philosophy? The philosophy simply means that a lot of things that was taught about women 
and about, you know, what what women can and cannot do. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Exactly. And coming into that reality that that is absolutely not true. Um, So that's what red pill is. Then you have branches that where people may have had red pill and went off and let's say went off and got married or went off and did certain things, whether they went off into the past or bros, they became, you know, incels, whatever, whatever their, 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 their freedom of choice to do, to deal with, to deal with those ideologies and those philosophies. So you have to understand that red pill is not this end all be all philosophy. It is not the end all be all to life. So if you want to have an example, I am here as the living example. I was told domestic violence only go one way, but I was the victim of domestic violence. Lie number one. I was told women don't lie, but I was accused of being the father of a child that didn't belong to me. I am the one who actually went to court and for full custody of my child. So there's a whole lot of lies that has been told even to me. And I am of the older generation. I saw the proliferation of feminism. I saw the visceral that happened in the nineties. I saw the visceral that happened in the two thousands, but I wasn't privileged or didn't have the knowledge or the, the connection of what I would call the internet, the internet, has been the first tool that African-Americans have used only for three years in order for this information to get out. Here's the delusion let me, let me, that a lot of people- Let me add to that, Uncle Stu. With, hold, on, hold on, let me just do okay, this okay. and then you go. Uh, okay, the, okay. Here is the delusion. Everybody want to look at red pill men and say, oh, they hurt, they bruised. Somebody in the chat said they need to build up. Let me Let me explain all of that too. A lot of people, especially women, they're looking for men to be able to have all of these 23 emotional words to express their feelings and their emotions. They are expressing their feelings. If they did not give a damn about black women, they wouldn't even be talking about black women. They give a damn because they do want relationship. I've done poll after poll on my platform. These men do want to be married. These men do want to be in relationship. The only problem is that they're saying, hey, today we actually do have some standards. Today we actually have a choice. When we was being raised, and you can hear it in the music, we was being raised, it was the woman that had that had the standard. We had to meet their standards. It was all about what their standard was. But guess what? They wrote the standard, made it plain. Black men not only met the standard, but many black men superseded the standard. Now that black men are saying, hey, I'm the one who's now making 50, 60, $70,000 a year. I have my own place. I have my own car. I'm doing my own thing. I just want a woman that can cooperate. Forget all these other gender roles. Can 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 a black man walk into a supermarket and just and just have a black woman say hello? My brother, I have taken my own wife around the various places right here where we work. You're talking to a retired United States Army done raised women and both of my daughters graduated college and one is married. The other one's working on a master's degree. And you mean to tell me that I can't even get a hello? From a black woman, You're but a black I can sure get it all from a Puerto Rican, a Dominican, uh, a white woman. Dude, it is out here. So 
What I am saying is the way I was raised in the 80s and the 90s is not what these young men are facing today. So what do I have to be able to do, at least on my platform? I had to be able to, A, understand exactly what it is that they are going through, recognize what they are going through, and try to help them to navigate through life. It is so easy to sit there and say, these black men need to go to therapy. They need to go to therapy. They all need therapy. Why do they need therapy if they're just speaking their reality? No. And if What's causing them to need is, therapy? Are they not having experiences with certain opposite sex members? Exactly. That might, that might be a problem? Maybe exactly. So, uh, so I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I, 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 I didn't just, mean it to go that way. What I'm just saying is, it's like, I mean, if you're not really living that life, we, we hear really you triple black, but this is the problem. Some of these brothers, it's not all relationship PTSD by proxy, right? Like, like I'm reading and I'm watching these things or a 15 year old is reading and watching these things. 16, 17 year olds are reading and watching these things on this, on social media. And so they're, they're getting this level of angst, you know, through, through proxy because of us, us 30 something, 40 something, 50 something year olds speaking on the internet. No, some of these boys are having real experiences. These, these women are talking to them all type of crazy, right? And, and these young girls are talking to them all type of crazy. And we like to think that we raised our daughters better than that. No, some of your daughters are brats and monsters. And so, and I'm, I'm going to move out the way in one second. And so because of that, your daughters have adopted all of that. Can you pay my bills crap? All that. He was a man enough for me crap. All of that. And, and we're talking about girls and women that were born after some of these movies came out, after these, some of these songs came out. But part of, that's part of the culture now and so these women are growing up and maturing in this environment and they're dating and meeting your sons speaking to your sons like your sons are just objects of entertainment just a big ass walking wallet and so when your sons now respond to that not everybody in our society is up in up in arms and oh we got to do something do you realize the let danger? me read the super chat real quick and we're okay, actually going to okay. do closing comments because i'm i'm extremely tired but i want to say this really quickly um i do understand what you guys are saying and um auntie wanda did say something in the chat and a couple other women um i think it might have been koja was saying that you know uh there, there's a hesitancy i do want you guys to just understand something that we are um in you know in a period where you know times are changing and what i mean by that is that women actually are scared for their safety and unfortunately that is the reality of it i literally in the last week have seen three or four different stories of women being assaulted in new york for nothing literally on the train walking down the street being assaulted slapped in their face and granted i know two or three of the uh, two out of the three of these instances were men who were like out of their mind they clearly have something going on with them but like 
like pub, they're on public tra transportation, but literally like just making eye contact with somebody is scary because you don't know if you're going to be assaulted. And so women are literally scared to make eye contact and to say, hi, how are you? Because they're scared for their safety. And it's, you may be a nice man that you, that may not be your intent at all, but how do I know when I'm going to be assaulted or someone is just asking if I, you know, how's your day going? Like I, I am my first line of defense. So I am scared to speak to someone because I might get the shit slapped out of me. And women are literally scared to speak to people or to look at somebody in their face because people are being assaulted for no freaking reason. And you can't blame people for being scared to look at somebody in the face, let alone speak to them because we are seeing these random instances of violence that are on the rise throughout the country. So but yeah, Rose, I would accept that. Really I would, Let me yeah. read the super chat real okay, quick okay. and then we'll, we'll move on. Okay, sorry. Okay. I know that was, you know, pretty explosive. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, okay, that was so. a great that was a great soliloquy, but I was going to ask who's I keeping really these who's keeping these violent people alive? Because the thing about it is in a male-dominated society, most of those men that you're so worried about would have either been thrown under the jail or put to death. Women are the ones who are forcing them to be socialized with regular people. So who do you want to okay, play? No, I, I, I wasn't play? going down that road. I wasn't going down. No, that I didn't road. ask. I was talking. Yes. To Danny, was you about to say something saying. before I read the super chat? I'm sorry, because I, I really did want to hear. Y'all created Uncle's... the world, and now you're going to live with it. Okay, go ahead, Uncle Sue, real quick before I read the super chat. Oh, okay, okay. No, only thing I was going to say, Rose, is that would be an awesome, solid, um, awesome statement if it was universal in color meaning if if it was just all women doing that then I, I i'll be ten toes down with that understanding where i'm coming from is it's my own people uh, what i'm coming from is i'm with i could be with my wife and still receive the same thing how are you in danger and i'm with my wife the thing because, is, oh. and that's a good point. I can't even uh, personally, um, I can't speak to why, um, I can't speak to why a person might not feel compelled to speak to someone who's in a, like if it's a family setting, it's a man and his wife and his children or something like that. And, or why maybe a Hispanic woman might feel compelled to speak, but not a black woman. I don't know, but I know personally that I have become more apprehensive to make eye contact. And even I spoke to my husband about it because, you know, I'm a conscious black woman and he couldn't understand. Like we talked about an example of, um, we were talking about, um, uh, oh, uh, it was an example of like me, me having to travel for business. And I said, if I had to travel for business and I had to travel with only men that I wouldn't feel comfortable traveling. And he was like, oh, not, and it was just all black men. I wouldn't feel comfortable traveling. And I was kind of surprised that at his response that he was like, you wouldn't. And I was like, no, I wouldn't do it. And he was like, I was surprised that he would have been comfortable with me traveling. And we kind of went back and forth about it. And I'm like, in this day and age, I would not feel comfortable traveling with just a cohort of men. Even if they were men that I had worked with previously in the office, I just would not feel comfortable. And we talked about alcohol and stuff being involved, going out for drinks afterwards. So it was some other elements to it too. But nonetheless, just in this day and age, I feel like I have to be more on guard and I have to, I'm my first line of defense 
evidence against anything happening to me. So as a result, I'm more guarded than I've ever been. And I know that in my conversations with other black women, they feel the same way. But I, to your point, Uncle Sue, that does make sense. I don't know why they feel like that. That is kind I of- know. No, yeah, I, I, I know. No, I will say this. Let's easy. do this, Rose. If you, if, you build, I, if you build a haunted house, you're going to be scared. Thank you. I mean, well, I'm, I'll no, 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 no. I'm going to call. I want to call Cap team? on that, too. Uncle yeah. Sure, I'll let you finish this. up. No, I, I'm going to call Cap on it. You're, you're not you going to sit here. House. No, wait a minute. You're not going to sit here and discount everybody's experiences within right. our own communities. Right. Um, a lot of us have gone through things in our communities where somebody hurt, hurt us in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And not saying that everything was like sexual assault, but it's been instances where you've been insulted or somebody has done something or you know somebody and it's close mm -hmm. to home. And what was uh, so I'm not going to sit here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, big Trump. You're, but you're not. You don't get to minimize the shit that you we see on the news every day. A Girl. lot of black men are scared of black men, so don't sit here and act and, like and women are just out of fucking pocket for some of it. So, don't don't sit here and act like it's just Wait totally. A Hold on, let her finish her statement before right. jumping in. Let her completely finish her statement, please. Come on now. I'm just saying we don't get to discount each other's experiences within our community. I know a lot of black men that are scared of black men. Um, I, black people are scared of black people in general, but you you just can't discount and say, oh, well, you guys built this. No, this shit is actually happening. And, and not to just put women on a pedestal because things are happening on women's ends too, but we're not going to sit here and act like that shit's not happening at all. Y'all can't do that. And I do want to say, no, I'm no, not I'm personally saying, scared it, of black men. I've never ever been in a, in a situation like, I'm not scared of black men, but I do feel like as a married woman, the example that I was talking about, we were talking about um, the, the uh, Joe Tory situation where he got into it with that other comedian and I was like, I would not have been on a tour bus where alcohol spending the night other men like i just wouldn't have been in that situation but personally i'm not scared of other black men and the thing is my husband he was talking all of that smack but he was the person who made me more cautious i lived in a bubble i'm from the midwest but i've never lived in an area where like there was heavy crime and stuff i was the person who would have my purse wide open giving to homeless and not even thinking about the fact that somebody could snatch my purse he like now i'm not permitted to pull over and give money to homeless and all like he was the one who made me cautious of that type of stuff so he talked all that smack but he was the one who made me start looking at my surroundings and not pulling over at gas stations late at night i never even thought about that type of stuff prior to him bringing that to my attention so like i'm not personally scared of black men but now i'm more cautious of putting myself in situations where something can possibly but, happen but when to black me. men when black men air out their grief the first line of defense is not all women. Thank you. You don't think right? You don't. You don't, you don't think like men feel like the same fucking way. So you say that I think we what? acknowledge that not that? all women. Like you'd be like, oh, not all women. Oh, the women I think that we. I think around. we're one of the very few oh, female on, channels that acknowledge that 
of course, we don't think that all black men are criminals or fucking. We don't think that. We know that. Why did you say that, though? What was his point in saying? We know not all men um, are are criminals or not all men would assault somebody. We know that. But who's to, like, we don't know if this group of men, men will harm you and the next group won't. So as women, as vulnerable women, the vulnerable species on this planet, wouldn't it make sense for us not to put ourselves in a situation where any group of men can hold us? Let me, let me men say this. I'm, I'm positions too. Exactly. So you should, you should look out for yourself off. and not put yourself in a vulnerable situation. Right. I'm getting ready to step off. Well, this is what I will say. Um, I think you brought up a valid point, and I think it needs to be really kind of really talked about on both sides so that we can try to come up with a solution. I understand part of what you're saying because my wife kind of grew up the same way, so I got it. Um but I think there were some other areas that you did touch on that I think needs to be discussed. And I, I would love to hear that conversation. So what I'm going to do um, in the back scene, I'm going to get with both of y'all because that might yeah, be. This would be something good to talk about. Like yeah. why being that, being that you have, why, right, because you have yeah. connections to women on one side where I, I have so connections too, to men on the other side. And I think it needs to, it needs to be, talked about because I, there are some issues that right. needs to that that we need to flush out mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because i have certain experiences i recognize what you're saying in your experiences so i think we need to really take the intellectual deep dive and really really Agreed. talk this out because it's not really being talked out it's being yelled out yeah and, you know and some people might get offended you know what i'm saying because it's like well hey men get assaulted too and and, and i don't think we're really having Yeah, and we're at the end of the the you know we got it we're you know get in the process of shutting it down so we do need to take a deep dive and be able to kind of go through and dissect the topic so you are right uncle Stu, and we would like to do that in the future so definitely all right so i'll get with y'all in the back scene all right i'm getting off of here no pressure it's been a pleasure ladies thank you very much Thank have you, Well, I can tell we're going to have a firestorm in September, aren't we? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Thank All you. Right. Thank Love you. Y'all. y'all have a good one. Have a you good one. Let me read you. the super chat real quick from Black Wizard. Black Wizard said, the red pill is less about women and more about the system that supports female nature. The system also advocates for using men as tools for resources at all levels without regard for their humanity, i.e. the plantation. That is very good. a very good breakdown of what red pill is mostly about and it makes perfect sense so thank you for that black wizard and we got another one from from nick tal javon saying the black manosphere turned red pill into the please act right slash sbe pill <laughs> all right all right we gotta do you got a few comments. you got a few more oh did i have more yeah oh shoot okay let me scroll on down Okay. Oh, oh, shoot. Uh, I see. Okay. Little meat. Uh, well, little, um, skip names. I'll highlight them for you. Okay. Thank you. 
Um, Dane said sexualization due to easy access to porn plays a part. That's Ooh, a yeah. great point because yeah. that's something that we did not talk about in depth. But it does, especially when we talk about kids and the access is very easy these days. Oh my gosh, they can access porn like at the drop of a hat. I mean, drop of a dime. Yeah, easier um, than books. Yeah, good point. MGTOW Universe says, when women tell you they're too scared to communicate with you, get your GD passport. Thank you, c <laughs> um, I mean, if that's what makes you, uh, you know, that's what You know what? I got, I just got so pissed off with that. It's not just women just telling you that they're scared to communicate with you for the mm -hmm. sake of being scared to communicate with you. Literally. Talk to women that are like, Come on, like, like look at the ignore, fucking news. Like they'll literally ignore yeah. all, like the, everything that's, that I you know, said. That's I why mean, literally before I clicked into the stream, I saw two stories. One woman, her face was bloody from being assaulted, had the shit smacked out of her before she even had the chance to look up from some crazed freaking lunatic while she's on the train. Like, like that is just absolutely insane. Doing nothing but riding home, assaulted for no reason. Like you cannot blame people from being terrified. That is such a traumatic experience, but you want to ignore that. These are um, issues within the, the the very systems that we exist in, and as a result, women are scared. You see, can't see, Rose, see, Rose, that's that's the I, I, I know the just, oh, hold on. So you see, don't think I take the train? I take the train around Wall Street every now and then. Here's a question, C Rose. What do you think I'd do if somebody beat me up on the train or did some shit like that? But you know what? Because y'all made the laws in a way where it makes it so difficult for us to defend ourselves, somebody like that can't be taken out of here in a box. How because are you blaming made, women for making the freaking exactly. laws? When you the whole fucking country right. is being ran you by men. Y'all got me yelling. You did this. You did this. Oh, bitch, no, 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 this is, this is not that. This is, no, no, we, we, we have to be honest. Number one, we, we, we can't fall into, real quick, y'all, real quick, because I haven't spoken that much. Real quick, we, 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 we haven't really, we haven't really investigated post-COVID, like, hysteria going on with human beings. We do have an issue, and, and the sociologists are speaking about this, of how people have been reacting and acting post COVID. Believe it or not, violent crime was on a decline for the past 40 years post pre COVID, excuse me, yes, pre COVID, right? But wow. since COVID, it's like everybody done lost it. All the socialization that happened 40 years prior went out the window in the year and a half or two years that people were home. And so people came back out of their homes and started fighting and throwing bricks through people window and all type of foolishness. So. I, I hear what the women are saying. The the problem is that we can't fall into the hysteria because of these oh. incidents. There are what a <laughs> hundred and seventy some odd million women in this country, right? If yeah. we fall into the hysteria of well, men are doing this and men are doing that, what percentage? I'm not saying it's not happening. Let I'm saying that that's not. It, you know what? It's not. It's not the fact of, and it's, we know that it's not every man. I told, and I think I shared this like on one of the most recent streams. 
I started to um, get like, and this is, you know, something that I don't really share, but I started to get um, anxiety when I started to go into crowded places where white men were um, after the, um, it was not the the Uvalde shooting. It was the shooting before that, like literally uncontrollable hysteria. Like I would have to leave out of the store because I was like, one of these, like literally, and it was something like, and it was as a result of all of these. Oh, you mean the Buffalo shooting? Oh, come on. Yes, that's what you it was what after that? the Buffalo shooting. And it was like, just like something that, and I, I was like, I don't know what this is stemming. I mean, I knew what it was stemming from, but it was like, I couldn't calm myself down. And it just happened like over the span of maybe two weeks. And then I haven't had it since then, but it was something that it was like, you know, it's an unrealistic fear, but it's kind of like, you know, there's something that you, you know, you can't control. So I understand people feeling like, I don't know if this person is going to slap me or be irate or be, you know, like people have unrealistic fears. And imagine being a feminine woman and actually having real fucking fears. And then they telling you to man up. Imagine that shit. The irony. See Rose, if you have a purse, get a 45 for that person, then you no, don't have that anxiety no more. But what is that fear? I, I, I mean, like I, I, it was fear I'm that caused the witch hunts, right? It's, the thing it, is, is feeling like you're going to be caught off guard. Like, like if my back is turned to someone and something happens and I'm not prepared. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, hear that, ladies. But here's the thing: didn't. Fear caused the 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 Salem witch hunt. Didn't fear cause like the the people in Louisiana where they was telling black women that they had to wrap their hair up and they couldn't have their hair up. Like when we say fear, what is causing that fear? Is that fear rational? Like I can, I'm I not. It's not about me is, minimizing it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Have you have? Do you watch the news, um, yes, Mr. Z? All the time. Yes, yes, I, I said do. I live Mr. in South Z. Florida of all places. I mean, okay, you know, so do you see the, Central, actually. So, so wait a minute. So, if you mm -hmm. watch the news and you're watching these random stories, you're seeing women and and men being attacked by um people just for existing not even interpersonal relationships to where you have people actually being attacked you're seeing this right so what are mm -hmm. we doing about yes, it? what are we doing about it? no What's it's not but but the whole thing is if if a woman sits around and she says well i don't like to go to a public gas station at night or because i'm scared i don't like to do this i don't like to go out in public because i don't just speak to random men because i don't want anybody to harm me hey, hey, li li listen nobody is worried about that Con i mean uh, concrete but uh sister george what a lot of men are worried about is like when you build a family you you, you buy a whole bunch of shit and then she sits around and she's like, you know what? I'm bored. Let me go ahead and wreck this fucking family. Let, <laughs> let me go ahead and, and do what I want to do and all this type of shit. That's what a lot of dudes are scared of. Triple Black, that's what you worried about. They sit no, here complaining no, not, about not women me. not wanting I'm to speak you, to them for their fear of, of being slapped that, in that the face. They get this red pill. They get this red pill. And they're worried about that same fucking shit happening. Hey, you know what? No, let me boss up and let me do. Okay, what let's I have finish to... reading this. No, but triple black. Let's 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 tired. give the ladies some space with that because okay, let's let's address that. There are women that are afraid of men, um, feeling rejected and then um, lashing out physically. Cool, but then on the other side, and we've spoken about this, 
are the girls and women that are speaking about men not not approaching that they're spending weeks and months on in without no man approaching no man even speaking to them in in environments where men sh supposedly should speak to them in club and in, in environments so you have to understand men are women are these like intricate intricate creatures and men are like black and white so if if women are saying we feel anxiety in environments that are too male populated then men are responding with a lack of their presence with indifference with just throwing their hands up we're talking about passport bros we're talking about sysb him and then we have women then responding like no we don't mean it like that it, it, it it's just it's frustrating listening and 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 we're talking about two sisters that that are not against black men right so if y'all are the best of women black women and y'all are sounding like this do you understand how that then leads men to be like all right screw it then Okay. But the thing is, go ahead, Danny. No, go ahead, Concrete. No, the thing it, is, it we're not saying, thing. I'm not at all saying that I fear black men. Like, black men are like, there's nothing more magical than a black man to me. I'm not <laughs> saying that I fear black men. I'm saying that I understand black women feeling like they have a, a concern and they are hesitant to speak to black men because of the rise and increase in um, random acts of violence. And it's not just black men. We know that, we understand that, but there have been, and it's highlighted in the media, these increased acts of random violence. So as a result, maybe if you're in a more intimate setting, that's I'm talking about like just walking past someone on the street. That doesn't mean that if you're in a restaurant, if you're in a bar if you're in a more intimate setting that someone like i'm not I'm, that's different i'm talking about just walking past someone because that's when we're seeing the you know these random acts of Public violence transportation or yeah, and, like and it's mostly and guys it's mostly men if things go badly for these young boys what you see now men are dropping out of the workforce dropping out of the military dropping, dropping out, out of college. everything dropping out mm -hmm. of college what do you mm -hmm. think they're gonna do they're sitting around waiting for some violence to happen that they're going to cause. That's the reason why these school shooters have gotten younger and younger and younger. Men are suffering from grief. They're suffering from enemy. And you're not safe. And it's important for you to understand that. And it, you're talking about random acts of violence? No, you're not safe. You're not. And, and as things get worse for these kids, you're going to be even less safe. You know those... Um, all every single thing you're even talking about, all of these news articles, it's all pointing to the exact same thing. And these boys, you're worried about them listening to Andrew Tate? No, they'll be sitting there by themselves playing their video game, playing that PlayStation 5 shit. And next thing you know, they'll go out there and they'll lose their goddamn mind. No, Ain't you're not. Nobody, Big Trump, no, no, Big Trump, you do have reasons to be concerned. So, Big Trump, they do have reasons to be concerned. Okay, so make it. So, you know, you're upset that when when we say that we understand why women do are concerned, and then you you give women reasons to be concerned. I, I, I right? Does that, that make sense? No, 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 no. That yeah, shit didn't right. even make any sense. What the hell are you talking about? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. That shit didn't make no sense. Women are in control. Women are in control. But no, no, big truck, big truck, big truck, big truck, no, big truck, big truck, no, 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 big truck, big truck, give me one second, one second, one second, bro, I will, I will just say this to you, big truck, no, 
No, it's I'm more of us that are indifferent than we're gonna right do anything to women. That's all I'm that saying. Women are in control of the education system. You are taking over the law to make it so that these relationships oh don't work. You are destroying the family, and then you wonder why you're not safe from the own goddamn kids who look just like you. No, you made this place the way it is. And you know what the sad thing about it is? Anytime people are arguing, especially when they're Good arguing on a panel controlled with women, when they're on a panel controlled with women, they're, all of their concerns, even the legitimate ones, are basically just getting shut down and shut out. Well, guess Who's what? shutting oh, down the no, legitimate because, concerns? You know, and and it's, it, again, as many times as I mentioned this, you got the same people. Oh, yeah, well, that's not happening. Oh, yeah, we're not in control of that. Yeah, Make you sure are. Yeah, you stop. are. And you're going to pay for it. So, so okay, ladies, I, I disagree Jenny, I with Big Truck on this. Go, so, if you want to girl, finish, no, me, honey. I, I'll uh, make my I'll make my closing to... statement. Then I'll just make I'll hurry up and make well, my. We got a few more super chats to get through, um, okay. and then we gonna have uh, sixty seconds for closing statements. Danny, okay, okay, go ahead. Let's, how let's many go, more go we got? Uh, quite a few. I'll read them. Okay. Um, let me see where I'm at, child, because I done lost all the damn super chats, honey. Messing with y'all. I can help you. Asses. Big truck, help me and send me some damn money. That's I already sent you some money. Send me some more. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't want your 304. I don't want your whole money. Send me the money you was going to send Ling Ling. Send us the money you was going to send Ling Ling. That was quick by Big Truck. I didn't catch that up for a, for a second. $3.04. He makes me funny. tired. Um, shout out to MGTOW University. He says, when women tell you, oh, we, got, we, we heard you, MGTOW. We heard you. Shout out to Lil Meat. He says women should be able to feel safe around us. <laughs> Damn, somebody agree, got it. Me. I agree. Shout out to Lil Meat again. He says simping ain't easy when you're broke. I wonder why he called himself Lil Meat. Shout out to Dane C. He says I live in the Caribbean. It's normal to make eye contact and say good morning to people. I think the 24-hour news cycle created a form of mass paranoia. Dane, I think that's accurate. And 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 I think it depends on your demographic. Um, I'm from Mississippi. Mississippian people spoke in whatever, but we didn't have a whole whole lot of guys standing on corn on every corner or some shit to where you would be scared but i still wouldn't go to like a gas station in the hood in the middle of the night i don't and i don't recommend anybody gas doing station. it wow. yeah you know shout out to django geek he says yes to be fair being kind to strangers in the community isn't street smart <laughs> django they they want women oh hey how you doing honey then when some shit happened oh you should have took your stupid exactly Listen. that's what you get for speaking to pookie and ray ray who do, you know <laughs> shout out to black wizard he says don't forget police reform letting people out of jail to avoid the spread of the virus thank you bail reform people losing their jobs people mm. getting kicked out of their house thank and you. lockdown pressures violent crime is up everywhere so that is another reason why everybody should have something to fear quote unquote <laughs> not that saying that you should be regular yeah i don't think you should um go to your job and be holding your purse when you walk past the fucking security guard exactly. but you're not going to be stupid enough to take your ass to any gas stations in the middle of the night in the hood talking about on why do y'all hate gas stations so much? i hate malls yeah, i hate gas, gas stations, stations. In atlanta. I transportation. ladies if y'all don't like gas stations, stations in atlanta is where get, a lot of crime okay. happens get, the get gas yourself, stations in atlanta is get, where you get hit uh, up 
get a Tesla and charge it at your house. Curly you won't buy, buy me a Tesla. And, he, and, and, my, and they're trash-ass car, cars. My next car is a Cadillac that plugs into the side of my house. Can, you buy, can you buy us a Tesla? No, y'all making money with the Super Chest. You ain't gave us but $3.04. Exactly. Shit, we ain't even to that shit in <laughs> Send us some money, <laughs> big truck. <laughs> shit. Anyway, we'll start to have final thoughts. Triple Black, what are your final thoughts? I don't even know, man. That shit. Child, listen. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, listen. I don't think black men in general want to be harmful to, to black women at all. Ma matter of fact, like, I mean, come on, man. They, they've they had, like, uh, many YouTube videos where they see black dudes and, like, somebody acting out of order towards women. They normally, like, white knighted you know get off her or whatever you know that i don't even think that's a threat i think that's made up for like like the women that are not getting attention you know what i'm saying they they create these false narratives but uh you know what let me let me let me just wrap this shit up um there's a lot of fucking shit that black men are going through <laughs> and black women do not want to hear it they don't want to hear it i mean your default for some reason, is like some super nigga, some super nigga that can like uh, defy all odds. You know what I'm saying? Like Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Against all odds and just defy all that shit. The the reality is there's a lot of niggas that's going through shit. There's a lot of guys that are going through shit, and and I think the the red pill is is one of those uh, kind of like almost a safe haven. To kind of validate all the shit that like a lot of black men have went through you know what i'm talking about they went through it and um it validated like you know what i wasn't tripping this is what she was on you know what i'm saying that's why i think it resonates so i'm gonna leave it at that you know what i'm saying a lot of black men gravitate towards the red pill because it validates a lot of the shit that we went through i'll leave it at that okay well mr is uh triple black uh definitely appreciate you for coming through um for you sure. some really good commentary so thank you i agree thank you thank you thank you triple black appreciate you brother okay mr z what are your final thoughts mr z i'm still here i'm still here yes ladies thank you for having me up um can you guys hear me well Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, look, um, there's been research done about people consuming a lot of those first 48 shows and violent shows, um, um, about, you know, oh, snapped and this husband killed this wife and his kids and blah, blah, blah. And what that does to our, our psyche. Um, mm -hmm. so that, you know, you might local news, it is happening, but you got to remember your city has how many hundreds of thousands or a couple million people, you know, so these stories, they're, they're real, they are real, you know, but when you put it in the grand scheme of thing in the context, it's, we, people are going to have a difficult time believing this. We are literally living in the safest time in like human history though. Like people don't want to believe that it's true though. It's true that like get out of your mind that a thousand, 2000 years ago, people weren't getting murked left and right. They were getting murked left and right. Right. So like we, we are living through a safer time in human history even with this kind of uptick 
in violence post-COVID. And, you know, because I know that, it, I don't have the same anxiety going out in public, although I know something can happen to me. I, like I told y'all, I do live in South Florida, right? <laughs> Scam central. Um, so something can happen to me, right? And I, and I, I know this, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, cause me great fear, number one. Number two, um, your boys and your sons are having real experiences with your daughters. And we might've went too far over the past 40, 50 years in compensating for women's, you know, um, um, feeling of being inadequate or, feel, or, or you know, wanting to compete and, and be part of the, the economy and, and wanting all the, the rights and privileges of men, right? So like, you know, and I think, I think your son's indifference, we have to be honest about what that is. And it, it is a real thing. It, like, and I think we play it down too much in our society. Right. So like um, I think that that's a, that's a that's what we're seeing. These these boys are speaking amongst themselves. They're listening. Yes. To social media and whatever. And our entire system is trying. Our entire system is trying to um, to pretty much play them down and tell them to just go back. Put your head down and go be a walking wallet <laughs> and an overglorified guard dog. And hopefully she won't leave you and take half your shit. Right. So like, I don't I don't think that works in the long run. I'm telling you, to be honest, I'm around young men, 16 and 15 and 17. And they're just they just think different than some of us, even millennials and Xers and boomers. Like they just think different. They're not they're not with it. And and low key, a lot of them are already SYSBM. They might not be full on passport bros, but these young black boys, they're already they're SYSBM at when they hit in puberty. Right. They don't they don't have the same experiences with with some of us, even millennials, with when when we were maturing and, and, and hitting puberty and some of the ways we saw women and girls. Right. We we still had hope. <laughs> right. Some of us millennials still had hope. Right. These 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 Gen Z there is just different. Right. And I, I don't even want to know what Alpha's going to be like. So I'm saying all of that to say we have to be careful about like you ladies were saying earlier about minimizing what these boys are experiencing. I think this entire education system trying to look out for these, for look, look out for the, for the manager talking points. Okay, you drive an underground and then what? Okay, so the boy's not gonna be talking about that in school. They're, they're on their phones anyway. So you, you don't even postpone it for 12 years. All you do is drive an underground, which makes it more enticing. And so these, these young women are still gonna have to feel that, 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 that apprehension and that indifference when they get out in the dating scene anyway you really didn't change anything you know and i'll, and I'll pause right there thank you for having me up ladies you know it's it's sad that we've had decades of like niggas ain't shit and men ain't shit and and dumb dumb retarded fathers in these movies and these tv shows and we have what half a decade of manosphere talking points hitting mainstream and everybody's up in arms that's insane you know and i'll pause right there i'm done thank you for having me up Thank you so much, Mr. Z. Um, you really hit some great points. Mr. Z always um, coming with that fire, with that heat. Yeah, um, I do think that he brought about a good point with the mass uh, paranoia and the mass hysteria, especially about what's being pumped into our TVs and into mm -hmm. our psyche. I think that's a very, very valid point, but it, yeah. it's, it's fucking crazy to me it's crazy to me um, when you have men saying like, oh, you know, <laughs> just kind of throw caution to the wind, do what you do. You shouldn't be worried about this, that, and the third when 
these things are being pumped into our psyche. Yeah. Um, you hear I'm definitely not saying that part though. Yeah, <laughs> I get um, it. I get it. Yeah, but when you see comment. these type of things co coming yes. across your news screen every day, um, the fact that I'm a resident of Georgia now and the things that I've seen, um, not I'm not gonna say it's right in my backyard because I actually, you know, my husband moved to the suburbs, but it's still like if I do happen to go to the city, um, or being in Mississippi and there the carjackings are up, the violence in Mississippi and especially in Jackson is ridiculous. Oh but yeah. Being worried about being jacked because I go to a gas station and I'm in my luxury car and now I'm 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 damn near scared to drive my luxury Wait, car. Wait, what kind of car you got? Don't worry about all that. On, I'll, I'll tell you in the back. I'll it? tell you in the back. I'm not going to. She got a Tesla. She got a Tesla. No, she don't. Thanks no, she to don't. you. No, she don't. Thanks she to that $3.04. If she, if she had Thanks a Tesla, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be worried about gas stations if she had a Tesla. Um, but it, it certain things do make you a bit worried, especially in this day and age, especially with the economy, with the where the money is going. I know so many people that are out of work and I don't know why the hell they out of work because I, I don't get it. But then you think about the people that are out of work. Think about the way the rent is going up. Watch the money. Um, inflation. Shit. It, it's it, it's it's winter is definitely here. Um, winter. I think winter has came for these men. And <laughs> I think uh everybody's going to do what they have to do to survive and all you can do is you know get your shit get your shit together and pray because it's about to be rough so um shout out to nick Javon. he says every time mr z on the panel y'all better act because black men are leaving and y'all don't want that he say it every time i ain't gonna lie um but you know i i, I i'm not i'm not in disagreement with it you know um yeah i'm not in disagreement with it um big truck what are your raggedy ass final thoughts uh -huh, you done drove yeah. me nuts today no but you know what <laughs> but you know what it's just like you know what you started off that um you started off this entire show with that uh that clip of that uh woman who's acting indifferent to this guy he's going out he's the trucker he's going out making the money uh paying these bills coming home she has nothing for him no food, no nothing, and he's expecting to come home to a wife who actually cooks something for him. Let me tell you all something. And I, I know, Sister George, you have a son. I don't, I don't know if Rose has a son over there. But let me tell you something. It may sound like I'm joking, but by all of these metrics that I'm seeing, things are only getting worse for these boys in general. And the reality is, just like I keep on pointing out, men are evolved to basically be hunter-gatherers. They go out, they get stuff, they bring it back home. They think that if they can have a relationship, that's basically part of it. If they don't have stuff like that, these dudes who are who they think they're getting by, they're sitting playing their PlayStation, they're sitting playing their Xbox in their mama's basement until they're about 30 or 40 years old. And then eventually they wake up and realize how far behind they actually are. These random acts of violence and all these mentally ill people, these people came from regular in many cases, regular homes, or they came from broken homes one way or another. Because you see you see all of these, these violent school shooters, and they're coming out of homes with mothers and fathers. So the thing about it is, it's a deeper situation that a lot of these dudes, especially in this manosphere, these dudes, I've listened to these dudes, they're suffering from grief. 
They are having the same circular conversation about all the women they ain't getting. And they're having the same circular conversation about how badly they got fucked in child support. And they're having their, the same circular conversation every single day. So when I tell you, no, you're not safe, it may be dudes your age. It may be dudes young, kids. It may be boys who are growing up maladjusted to this society. And they can't adjust to the society because it lacks the order that males need to adjust to the society. Every metric that I'm seeing. So I'm not surprised by anything that you're saying. But what I'm saying is, unless you inject order back into the society, when I, like you're talking about gas stations at, at, at 3 a.m., when I go overseas, I go to countries specifically that are so hard and so totalitarian that their people would be terrified to do anything to me. If you can't guarantee that same safety here for your kids and your family, then I don't know what to tell you. And if you're gonna, and if you're always gonna vote against people who sound like me, who stand up and tell you no, you need law and order, and you need to get that patriarchy back. And y'all are standing up there and voting against me because it takes away your personal freedom. Then you are just going to have to live with the society that you're creating each and every time you cast a ballot. And that's the truth. And I, I'm saying that as seriously as I can say it. These boys are being destroyed. These girls are already ruined. And the problem is the worse it gets for these girls, the worse it'll be for these boys who should be growing up to be men. But now you see they're dropping out of everything. They don't know anything about family planning. They're not joining anything. They're not joining schools. They're not joining the military. They're not they don't even show up to work on time because they don't feel the responsibility. They are suffering from anomie. They feel separated. They feel apart from this system. And this is a system that was built for them by liberal feminism. And now you're seeing the results of it. So that's all I have to say. I'm going to bid you two adieu and allow you to get some sleep. Go kiss your son. Give him a nice kiss on the head and tell him sleep peacefully and everything. And, mm -hmm. and just say, Big Truck said, you know, peace up, brother. The manosphere is going to take over from here. We're going we're gonna to set you in the right direction. Oh, and we're, we're going we're gonna to push you towards the light side of the force because you got the midichlorian count and you're the chosen one. And we're going we're gonna to, Passport Bros, we'll take over from here. So thank you very much. Child, I'm, I'm, my pressure about to go up again, child. I'm just, thank you, big <laughs> truck. We really appreciate Good you. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Jesus, y'all literally had me on here for four hours. Um, I'm calling in sick from work on Wednesday just to let you know <laughs> I got a cough coming. Um, Yo ass I, better go take some of that goddamn potion. Uh, go take a shot. Go take a shot of whiskey I, like you was drink. doing on the, the uh, uh, Saturday. That'll clear right on out. I just want to say to second really quick. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to say first off, um, it it's not you guys come on here. You guys are in the manosphere every single day, bringing your gripes in relation to, you know, whatever your complaints are as black men. It is as black women, it, it, it is um, 
our responsibility to speak to the experiences of Black women. Um, it would be, we would be remiss if we did not speak to the fears and concerns of Black women. Um, we, we can't tell Black women to ignore their concerns and ignore their fears because not all Black men are, are going to, to, you know, slap the crap out of you as they're walking towards you. Of course we know that. And, and as I stated, like, I personally don't fear black men. I feel safer in the presence of black men than any other men, especially my brethren, especially my brethren being, you know, African-American men, black men, period, black men who look like me, but my my tribe solely. But um, I do have to say, like, when I, you know, of course there's some fear mongering going on. We know that. And somebody, oh, Mr. Z talked about this is the safest time in history. Okay, yeah, that may be so, but I like there are things that we as black women need to ensure that we are doing to protect ourselves, i.e., um, you know, not going outside late at night. I've lived in Atlanta for almost 20 years. There's been two times when something bad, bad is happening to me, kind of three. One where it was my daughter, not me. But each time it was very, very late at night and it was in a shady area. So it behooves me not to be out at late at night, two, three in the morning and have my car parked in shady areas. Like, hello, that is something I can do to protect myself. So there are certain things that we as women have to do, not pull over late at night, not be at gas stations late at night, not park on random streets where it's dark, where it's not well lit. There are certain things that we as women have to do to protect ourselves. And that's just common sense. Just like I tell y'all that y'all get mad about, that y'all being y'all fee-fees about when I say it regarding, you know, you guys, um, you know, looking out for your best interest and vetting women, even though those women are not African-American women, uh, reminding y'all that y'all should still vet any women, woman that y'all come across. I'm going to tell black women to also look out for their best interests and make sure that they are protecting themselves. It's the same type of messaging. So yeah, I say all that to say, we know that black men are not a danger to us as a whole, but the, the, the fact still remains that black women still need to ensure that they are protecting themselves. And because of the rise in random acts of violence, black women are finding themselves to be a little bit hesitant to interact with random men and, you know, just situations where they're just passing by in a public setting, not necessarily an intimate setting, but a public setting. And that's why you might see women a little hesitant to speak to you. Um, we're, you know, so just wanted to speak to that really quickly. This was a dope conversation, super fire, super dope. Y'all kept me on here for four hours, which was far longer than I wanted to be on here. I still need to shower and get my life together. This was fire. Um, what you got, Danny? Girl. Yeah. Oh, shout out to everybody that came through. Um, especially to you guys that donate to our platform. Um, you know, we'll talk shit and have a little fun, but I definitely, definitely wanted to express appreciation for you guys' continued support. Um, shout out to everybody that came through on a panel. It was a really, really dope ass discussion. So, um, just shout out to everybody that came through and everybody in the chat, y'all know y'all keep us on our toes and, um, 
y'all continue to be an instrument in the conversations that we have so thank you to True. everybody that came through period um yeah. so yeah it was a good it was a really good conversation um so glad we glad we did this topic today. i agree yeah. big truck my husband is a marine baby you don't have to worry about that i'm good i'm good honey i'm, I'm good but uh, yeah, it was dope. Uh, we'll see y'all Wednesday. We'll see y'all Wednesday. I gotta answer this damn question, and they probably being uh, disrespect. They being disrespectful, which is probably why they are scared. Shit. Oh my god! I mean, why me? Me? Literally? Why? Child. Uh, shout out to Green Machine. Hey, Green Machine. He says, "Are you sure we are not the monsters you say we are?" I know I my my black kings ain't monsters. I mean, I don't, guys, think, I don't think that you guys are monsters, but we have to take into consideration what the fuck is going on Some in the world. Y'all in the chat may be a little questionable. Y'all in the chat may be a little questionable. But um, oh, listen. Do not talk um, about my incelic friends like that. They ain't no killer. They ain't getting no ass, but they don't, that don't make them killers though, okay? I cannot. They just ain't getting no ass, but they not killers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> listen, you right about that. They may be incels, but, but they ain't um, no killers, baby. They ain't no killers. <laughs> they might be. They might be midtown monks, but they ain't monsters. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, but I gotta get a body. That should here, be they, they slogan: monks, not monsters. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Huh? You came up. I'll see y'all Wednesday. Um, I'm out. All right, y'all. I'm out too.